Welcome to the next podcast on how to human like a demigod. This is a special one. <laughs> it's not like a one of the month thing. I have Nemo back with me here again. And this one is going to be on relationships and emotional attachments and how we can best understand those things, I guess. Oh, yeah. So it's more of a conversation layout this time, for sure. Um, I guess first I'll just explain, um, uh, I guess my stance on relationships. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm a monogamous, um, and I have been single for six years. I had my first relationship when I was 18, and my last one when I was 22. I am almost, I, I guess it's been like five years, but I say six years, but that's not quite true, because I'll be 28 in December. It was like almost 22, so it's kind of like six years. Anyway, that doesn't really matter. Um, I had never had like a relationship, and I came from a very broken home and going through foster care and then being adopted and basically just shunning any representation of, of what love was for me or what it was supposed to be. Because at a very young age, I learned that this world was, was very harsh and it wasn't necessarily something that was safe for me to engage in. And then when I was 18, I kind of just decided, why not? And I was attracted to a very toxic, power-hungry, unhealthy masculinity, um, as you, most young girls are, um, who are very sheltered, um, and then my last relationship kind of just left me in a situation where I didn't even know what had happened. And so I took a step back and I rebuilt my life and myself on a, on a more intimate premise with myself, with a more honest alignment to who I wanted to be in the years to come and the kind of energy I wanted to attract. And that takes a long time to kind of get an idea around if it's not something that is shown or taught to you. It's, um, it's definitely something that you just have to keep at and sometimes you get really frustrated on something and sometimes you're just really not okay and you don't know what to do and you're just going to cling to something temporarily and then you realize maybe that's not okay either. So when it comes to codependencies or dependencies in general or unhealthy attachments or unconscious attachments, there is a whole notion in regards to that that makes me personally really uncomfortable because I don't ever want to attract anything like that in my life ever again. And so I do my best to be my best, but I am a very deep feeling very intimate person, a very sensitive person, and I care a whole awful lot about the things that I give my attention to. Anything, whether it's 
Nice. It's still doing it again. Yeah. Oh, it's plugged in. Um, swipe up and check if you're in, uh, no, from the bottom. Yeah. Well, that didn't work. See if you're in, uh, power saver mode. How do I do that? Well, actually, maybe for you it's swipe down? Yeah, swipe down. I have to be in power saver mode? No, don't be in power saver mode. How do I know that? Well, let me see it. There's a little battery icon. Yeah. You have to go to settings. Okay. Yours did that last time. Yeah, mine was doing that because it wasn't plugged in. Display and brightness? No, that's not right. Control Had a little break for technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, we got some people coming in. Um, oh, we got Joe. We got Hannah up in here. Hey, also, uh, wait, Hannah. Can't read that. It looks like Hannah. How do um, I? Where would it be? Yeah, we're filming a podcast episode here. Where would it be? Teresa. Um. Hello. Battery. Nope, you're not in low power mode. You're good. What does it keep doing though? I don't know, but if it keeps doing it, I might just keep doing it. That's fine. We just have to keep an eye on it, I guess. I guess. Just let it roll. There's nobody even in mine, so I guess that's fine. Otherwise, we'll just keep having breaks and. Yes, I understand. So, anyway, that is something that I never wanted again for myself. Um. So yeah, um, Emo, you're a pretty different individual, so, you know, go ahead. My approach to romance is, um, in, in contrast with Patrice's being monogamous, my approach is what's known as polyamorous, um, but it's also, personally, it's, it's also very fluid. Um, you know, I'm not closed off to monogamy. I've definitely, um, I've definitely entertained it, entertained monogamy a number of times um, in my in my twenties. Even though, like, in my early twenties is when I, you know, kind of had the idea to to move beyond traditional monogamy. Um, I've yet to have. Uh, a, a long-lasting, you know, monogamous situation. Um, but I wouldn't say it was for lack of trying. <laughs> uh, you know, like my my most recent, um, like committed relationship was like living with someone. Uh, you know, when we met, there was um, there was like we both expressed a mutual interest in this open lifestyle. Uh, and then a few months in, uh, they decided, you know, actually I'm not really comfortable with this and, you know, expressed some, some newly found needs, you know, we're always changing. So we always, I like to always be malleable. And so, you know, I was, you know, I love this person. I still love this person immensely and, and was, was eager to, you know, if this is what you need right now, like, let's do it. 
Um, but then, you know, I, I could derail into a whole story of situations that, that went down there, but, but the nut of it all is, uh, you know, it wasn't working out. We, we were growing apart rather than together. Um, and that was that. And so why I'm attracted to the open lifestyle and the fluid approach to romance is that I personally, for me, I found it to be like a very impractical approach to, to partnership to ex expect of any one person that any one person is going to be able to fulfill me entirely. Because I know, and, and that starts with self-awareness for me at least, because I, I feel as though I know myself well enough to know, you know, like I want a full spectrum of things. Right. And, and you know, that includes things from the most superficial degree all the way to, you know, the most meta degree, like personality wise, you know, I, I really like, I have a, a rich want and, and eager desire for, you know, shy people as much as really outgoing people, right. like reserved people as much as like spotlight people. Uh, you know, I really enjoy people that, you know, have interests that are all to do with spirituality as well as stuff like completely not in that realm. Right. Um, I'm not pulling up examples right now, but I hope you're getting my drift here. Right, um, I am with you. Yeah, you know, people that are just all over across the board, you know, your your bodybuilder and then your your artist. Uh and and so that's really I that's like I'm a pretty I like to I don't mean to cut you off or anything, but like I I, I, I like to think that I'm a pretty open minded person. Like I do believe in like the Greek era of just being able to experience life to experience life, you know? Um and that whole notion that you should be able to feel how you feel and any way that you need to feel those feelings, you know, and any way you need to express them and anyone that we, with whom you, you feel the need to do so, you know. Um, I guess my, my confusion or frustration, look at this again, I don't even know, my, the intrusion that creates conflict is... I want to be, this is going to sound really just straight. I want to be owned. Okay. I want, I am a woman who works. You're like a kink kind of way? Or I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's what the, like, that's what I was saying, you know, but like, um, <laughs> I mean, I work so hard all the time, all the time. I bust my own ass and to have a man that understands that, it's like the same concept that should be, be behind the sanctity of marriage. I'm not, it's a choice for me to give myself to this man with everything that I am. But the concept of, of bonding to the point of like ownership is if I just want to relinquish all rings that day, this person gets me. Yeah. This person understands me. And I trust that when I do this, they will make the correct choices 
that will benefit the both of us. Yeah, well, that's what you're into. Boy, have I got a religion for you. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good on that one. But it's it's the whole, like... I hear you. Uh, Like, I I mean, this is super Freudian. Like, this this whole, like... Pardon me for saying, you know, it's it's a bit of a cliche that, you know... Oh, I know. Someone who, you know, you have the exact opposite. Someone who has just had, like, no voice in their life They've never had any, like, opportunity for responsibility. They've been, like, forced to let everything be done for them and to Mm -hmm. let everyone else think for them. That kind of person is, like, dying on the inside to, to, in a sense, dominate. Yeah. To to be assertive. You know, like, they crave that experience that they've been lacking. And then, you know, your flip side is someone who's been forced to be the adult. Yeah. Well before they were ready to be. Uh, You know, that person wants, you know... That, that part of the development that never got to happen of just like being catered to. Right. You know, that, being that's, spoiled and being appreciated yeah, on all Yeah, you know, that's, that's yeah. left underdeveloped. And yes. so, you know, they need, and so, yeah. But know, then that, that it, makes total sense. it does create this whole imbalance sometimes if the energy is given to an incorrect party, it, it, it leaves it a feeling of insecurity, which is. Oh, for sure, because you got so many people out there. Oh, just don't that know. Kind of oh, for don't know what to do at all. But mm-hmm. then I'm also a switch, so I enjoy aggression. I enjoy bonding. I enjoy masochism. Okay. I enjoy. I enjoy both both of those realms. I am an extremist at the end of the day. I give my all to everything that I do. I do not accept excuses. I do not accept. Just unnecessary stressful things. And yeah, really. So. No. <laughs> so in that, sometimes I do like to be the one with the power, you know, because sometimes I need to exert that power-hungry human side of me in a way that will be safe and beneficial. I'm not interested in exerting that kind of energy out into the real world in everyday life. I'm not I'm not interested in trying to be the most richest person to be the most richest person. I'm interested in doing the most good and the least amount of harm. Utilitarianism, I'm a big believer in that. So when it comes to the whole point of a relationship, past friendship, past family, actual intimate relationships, you want that person to be able to create that bond with you, you know, and it to be complementary and consistent. That's yeah. the problem. Oh, I think you're really getting to a root of of where we differentiate, at least like from where we were talking about the other day. Yeah, that, we got into a whole argument. The that um, you got into an argument. I just I, got really heated. I, <laughs> I think it's because yours is plugged into your computer. Could be. So, so yeah, what you're talking, what you're describing there, um, wanting that other person to, you know, fit this criteria, I won't approach things like that. I, um, and it's not, no, 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 it's like, I was just about to say, this is not to make you wrong or, or anyone who does this wrong. And it's not to make me right. This is simply like a, options of you know, how we choose to, to engage with the world Go about us. things, you know. Yeah, and so, you know, it's a completely valid thing to, you know, what you're describing, want want these other people to fit this criteria. I 
take the, the option of, um, I, I don't like to put energy into that. Uh, it's just like, that's, again, just my choice. It's not a right or a wrong thing. And so instead, I like to just observe the world as it is and observe people as they are and look for, like, where is the kind of person who's a good fit for right now? For right now. But now, yeah, I know I say right now um, because I'm so, like, hyper aware of how constantly things are changing. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like... In like your that life or just, that, like, in general in the world? Period. Yeah, like, the both. Because, you know, that person that I got with, when we met, I was like, oh my god, like, the people we are right now, Yeah. there's an opportunity here for a lifelong, you know, till we die kind of thing. Right. And... But then you change. But we change. Yeah. You know, and so you, you eventually you're no longer the people that came together. And... And so there it takes uh, a really like rich degree of, of willingness to adapt and willingness to like recommit over and over and be open over and over. And uh, yes, I like matches. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, would you so. say that? See, when I think of that, you know, I think it's why I'm so strict on making sure it's the right person, you know, because I don't think that I can afford um, emotionally to get in a situation. But how do you know they're going to say that person? See, that's what, okay, that's what I'm just about to say. I am, I'm pretty freaking good. Okay, so just real quick, I did the Facebook live instead of the Instagram live because I don't think it's, and you can just share it to me on Instagram. So this is the podcast, okay, I'll do that later. Um, (laughs) I don't think that, because my intention and my goal isn't to simply honor that person's existence, it's to help them evolve. It's to help them to be better. So I'm not the person that's just going to let you be. I hear that. Whoever you want to be. I hear that. And so my attitude to that is, I don't know what's the best for you. Like, but that's the whole point of learning each other. You know, before you make a commitment, I think, and that gets me to the whole like I was. There's a difference in, in changing as people, going in two different directions and evolving together underneath or the notion of connection, yeah. of true intimacy, understanding what you both need, you both want, you both love, you yeah. both enjoy. And that's because no one knows how to date anymore. I think people... I mean, I know how to date. You know how to date. The majority... The dating world itself is very complicated and it's very distracting and alluring and exciting and stressful and unnecessary all at the same time because we've grown into a kind of world that's more about attention and more about, I guess, making sure the other person doesn't really have to be their most authentic self. Yeah. Well, like, this this is where I'm saying, like, I, I don't... We'd have to I don't, go on I don't, dates, care, I don't you know? care enough to put my energy into that kind of uh, paradigm. It's good. Uh, uh, cut out. Anyway. Yeah. Um, because uh, See, to me, that's going to just, that's going to take me down. It, it's, it's, it's going to like leech my energy. You know, it's, it's like, vampiric, See, and that's the it's a vampiric kind of experience. So, like, yeah. you know, I don't need, like, I don't need you to think any differently than you do. 
And and if, like if I'm in a dating situation, if I'm in a, like a romantic situation with someone, yeah, and you know they're showing me that they've made up their mind about something that is oppositional, like like you know they're they're taking a life path that's at conflict with us remaining together. Yeah, like great, good for you. Like like in a sincere way, not like in a sarcastic way. Like <laughs> like you're you're growing, you're right. going. Yeah. And and we can part ways here, and I I don't have to have any animosity about it, right? Or any anguish over this, right? You know, because that's the, not your intention. Yeah, you know, and and my my intention is anything other than to put you in a box or or assert onto you what I think, right? You know, you need to grow as, right? You know, that, that's not my place. I'm not your fucking parent, right? And I don't even think as parents, like you know, like, like John, yeah, yeah, but. I think talk about Freudian. We can we could bring it all back to that. Yeah. You know, we we grow up. A lot of us grow up with our parents. You know, fitting us into their boxes, and you know, telling us what's right and wrong. And then we go out, and then we do that with our romantic partners. Or the lessons that are not shown, and the unconscious ones that are programmed roll over. And then you're like, when did I start this behavioral pattern? And then you recognize it from how you were treated as a child you know maybe that's uh, just another option yeah, yeah. so yeah I, I don't care to put energy into asserting my dating. opinions or my voice uh over do you think that's what dating is what i think of dating like a courtship i think of dating well let me back it up so we talk about like self-awareness and intention, you yeah. know, and, and that that's my my cornerstone for for any of this kind of, for for everything. Period, and it's only like highlighted in in romances. Is there, you know, I my I'm constantly working to enhance and grow my self-awareness and refine my vision for what it is I want how I want and what I want to create in life for myself. Like, what kind of world do I want to see? What kind of impact do I want to leave on the world? What kind of stuff do I want to do? What kind of experiences do I want to have? Right. For myself. Right. You know, I think very selfishly about this. And so, you know, I'm not ashamed about that. I think most people do. I think that if, if anything, you ought to. I mean, everyone does, but you not don't. not everyone is shameless about it. Are you, would most, you say that you're shameless about it? I just did. I said, you know, oh. I'm completely shameless about how selfish I am because I know that in in the big picture, that's of everyone. That's to everyone's benefit. When we walk around with, because everyone is selfish, but a lot of people have shame about that selfishness, and so they you think everyone is selfish? I know they are. I am not selfish. Like, like it's it's. You are. It's I have a, that healthy a, amount of selfishness. A, I, I don't mean probably what you're thinking of selfishness. I, I don't think I'm not talking about like an egotistical, like me, me, me kind of mindset. I'm talking about like the fact of the matter is that we are biological machines. We are not some, you know, like maybe on some level there's some spirit or soul or whatever. For the record, I completely disassociate with that. I do that all you want. I know. I'm just. Like, I'm just that, saying. That's, for the, that's just a mental game. For the record of of the podcast. For the record of 
it is it ought to be known that I don't do this because I do this because I want people to understand that we're not just biological machines. If that were the truth, we wouldn't be built to do such magistry. And, we and would be animals, and we're not. We are, this is why the podcast is called Human Like a Demigod. Ye are gods. We were made to be more. So using an excuse of, oh, I'm just a human, or, oh, I'm just a biological machine, or, oh, I just think like an animal. I think it's unnecessary, and it's stupid, and it's moronic, because what? you're not. You're better than that. You were supposed to be better than that. Okay. So... Like, I I acknowledge this is my opinion. This is my way. Yeah, I know. Opinion. I just want to. Yeah, and, and my words don't reflect your views. Right. Yeah. And whatever the case, your your response there only served to reinforce what I said. Is it like you said? I I don't do this because of whatever. I do it because I want. Because I want people to it's know. Your want. Because what if they don't want to know? <sighs> Well, then you want them to know. Then See, it's all about you. Then they don't have to listen. Yeah, but regard, but you want Utilitarianism. them to listen. Utilitarianism. You want them to listen. The greater yeah. good, least amount what, of What I meant by... Don't yourself, you want people to know? I don't care. Why? Because the, if they're going to know, they're going to know. Whether they know through me or they know through a book or a movie. If, but they, if they, if they want to know, they'll figure it out and they'll come across that experience. And I'm... I don't care. I don't have the bandwidth to give a shit about that. <laughs> I have too much going on in my own life. Right, yeah. You know, so this is where my blinds are up. That's and, you know, fair. I'm staying in my own lane. That's fair. You know, I if I let myself get distracted by all the, everyone else's drama, I wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> you know, and... This is the poly. Exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. I do that because, you know, I... I'm worried about my own shit. Because you've so much on. Now, see, for me, it's the opposite. You know, I, I have this poly approach because, like what I was getting at earlier, I don't expect any one person to fulfill my every need. And so, you know, I link up with people, like, in and out of romances, I link up with people in life that were of complement to each other. And, and we're, we're, we're making creative, like, positive creativity between us. It's like when you started, you know, showing me that, like, you wanted to get in this fight the other day, and I just bowed out. Yeah. Just, like, stopped participating. <laughs> I didn't mean to get so intense. Whatever, just, you, whatever your intention was. I just was very just, passionate it, when, when, about when it. When suddenly I'm like, okay, there's nothing I, positively constructive happening here. <laughs> I'm out. Like, good day. I don't want you know? to do this one. But then I, that's why I realized that it could have been a very beneficial conversation. And that's why we're here. To a lot of people. Yeah, and you were like, say less. And I was like, okay, cool, that's a thing. <laughs> no, so so I, my approach to the Bali thing is, you know, when and where we can build each other up and really complement each other's lives, well, let's do that. Yeah. And I don't for a second believe that I'm ever going to be able to fulfill everything for you. But my highest intention Me is... Me specifically or like you, you in general? Yes, you specifically and anyone. Oh. Everyone. Anyone and everyone. I don't believe for a second that I will ever be any one person's end-all. Like, able to completely fulfill and... Why and do you your, think that? Experience. That is, I, I've yet to see anything to, to convince okay. me otherwise. 
Um, why would you put such emotion on me? Because that's what I was growing up with, you know, whether it was Christianity or Disney. We all <laughs> we had this idea of my one true love. I'm gonna be sleeping beauty forever. Yeah, and, and the you know, we're gonna meet some one person that's gonna you know, satiate us yeah. to to the end of the world. And you just rejected that. Till death do us part. I didn't reject it. Like I said, like I'll still I, it's not a closed symbol for me, so to speak. You know, I don't get emotionally. I don't get emotionally charged over the idea of monogamy. I'm even open to you know practicing monogamy. Right. If if the chemistry's there, yeah, yeah. you know, if if it looks like a viable option, like right. if this looks like something, like okay, let's try it out. Right. But um, but you know, I'm, I'm very. I like to be fluid because I understand things change. Right. So. Um, so yeah, I don't believe, I don't believe for a second that I'll ever be anyone else's fit, but my highest intention for anyone and everyone is that you all be as fulfilled as possible at all times and do whatever it is you need to with whoever it is you need to, to get fulfilled, to be alive, to like be in alignment with your core, your essence, and to like really like be the be- like the most of who you can be, not even right. the best. Just be the most, most of what you can be. Yeah. You know, I don't like people making themselves small because they're worried about how I'm gonna feel about it. Like, right. Yeah. The hell with what I feel about it. Like as long as you're not being malicious about it. Yeah. As long as you're like doing what you're doing and being how you're being. Right. Because, like, that's what makes you feel alive. Right. And excited and creative and positive and all of that. Do it. Let me worry about how I'm gonna feel about that. Do whatever you know? it is that sets your soul on fire, you know, it's complimenting, you know, which is, the, nice whole, which is the whole theme of, like, I don't want to say agenda, but I'm going to say agenda. It's the whole theme of my intention and what I want for the world, you know? At a very young age, it was clear to me that being alive for the sake of me being alive was unnecessary. I didn't care to be here. I had already seen enough. I was like, can I get the trick, please? I don't want to be here. Can we just skip this step? I'm good with it. I don't I don't want to go this time. Um, because it was a lot for me. You know, it was it was a it was a lot. Like I was I was named uh I could like read forwards and backwards when I was two. I was named a genius when I was four, but I was molested for the first time when I was four. And since then, shit just did not get easier. And when my parents would fight, it was like knives and and glass shattering and it was hell. And I noticed this absence of love, but then... But when things were, you know, when things were great, they were good, but they were never, they were never lasting. And that created this Nothingness. Sadness. It just created this sadness, and I do not enjoy being sad because there is nothing. Who does? I can do with sadness. Anger, I can do. Sadness, you just have to sit with it and and just like a big teddy bear and just hug it out and cry it out and process it in the most honest way. And I was not raised by a mom or a dad, really, that said that that was okay. And so over time, dealing with those kinds of feelings was very malnourished for me. 
It was something that I had to give myself permission. I had to learn what kind of woman I wanted to be. I had to learn what that looks for me, not for my, you know, my sister or my biological mom or my adopted mom. I had to learn what that looks like for me, you know? And so when I learned what kind of woman I wanted to be, I also understood what kind of love I needed and what a compliment from the opposite sex and a man would be most beneficial to me, you know? And so I still believe in fairy tale love. I believe that everyone deserves a magical person to sweep them off their feet and make their world 10 times better. What did you just say? Swept them off their feet. It's a and, We're not well, bringing no, no, no. circle. I'm talking to you because before we started filming this, she went into a fucking episode of that phrasing. First so, of all, some that guy, was a little extreme. Some I didn't guy. Know what, okay, so I, you're, I'm going to tell it. Okay, first Go of all, okay, it. I'll tell it. So, oh, like, you're funny. Oh my gosh. So, I dated this kid for a minute when I was like, oh, he was, I was 20, he was 19. Underage. <laughs> So I was 20 and he was 19 and he went to TWU and I was studying um, in, in, at the community college in Gainesville and I was like hanging out with him and his friend a lot of the time and so I, I broke off that it didn't last very long it ended up being a very toxic situation so I just I just left um, just removed myself and I continued to grow. You know, it was one of those kind of so short engagements that didn't really count. Like, you wouldn't put it on your resume. You know, like, just, oh, you know, so just don't worry about it. Um, and over the time, they were still on my Skype. And so I would check in with them. And I'd be like, how are you doing? Hope things are well. And yada, yada, yada. Because it was good when it was great. It was just awful when it was bad, you know. And so, <laughs> so he's married now with um, a baby and a beautiful wife and um, he recently just added me back on Snapchat and I, they were like oh it's good to see your quotes and like I just thought of you and like this cute little smiley emoji and I was like um, I'm sorry who is this and then they sent me a, like a snap from way back when on their story and I was like what and I was like I thought you had a baby and a wife yeah you had a skateboard I was like yeah I've been single for almost six years still waiting on the one and he was like, yeah, well, you know, sometimes they come and just scoop us right up. And I was like, I don't need to be scooped up. I'm not trying to be saved, you know. So that is his humor to me saying that I didn't need to be scooped up and saved. I said sweep in, okay. It's not, it is an inconsistency. One, his direction, he was a stripper and he was a mess and someone... Came in and saved him. Is that to imply that all strippers are massive? No, he said it. Those were his direct words. She swooped in and saved me. I was a stripper. I was a mess. And oh. I'm the kind of person that I don't... If you get in a relationship and someone benefits you that much, do it. I'm a fan of it. That's fine. But I personally do not believe in getting into entanglements with people who... The whole saved paradigm? I don't like it. You know, like... You just said a moment ago. What <laughs> I, no, I said, you're Prince Charming, but not in, like, they save you. More like just this magical romance, you know, of, like, like a fairy tale feeling. Not like the actual, like, well, you know, now that, saving... Oh, right there. Yeah. That we agree on. Yes. I, I believe wholeheartedly in that. Yes, okay, and so that's... that's, that's, that's pseudo. Yeah, that's, that's not what I was... I, I wasn't I, talking I about not... either one of those. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, you kind of just, like... 
put a cloud on me for a second there. <laughs> but like for example, okay, about it. for example, I have this friend who I've known. I, I go dancing often, and um, I'm recently taking a taking a pause, but because uh, I don't do drama. Um, but there's a lot of drama, but they were expressing to me, you know, I was asking them how they were doing it. I hadn't seen them in a minute and they were telling me how they were going out of their way to get this car because the girl that they were interested in winning over had this car and, and they just wanted to do everything to impress this girl. And then all of a sudden I get this message and it's like devastating. And I'm so busy, like I'm so go, go, go most of the time during the day that I just like. I'm really good at, like, short responses. I'm really good at making sure that you know that I know that I'm here and I value your existence and I'm going to say something. I'm going to make sure that you know I'm busy, but I'm here. I'm able to acknowledge someone's existence and appreciate them and, and be effective and do multiple things at the same time. But then I went back and I looked at it and I was like, okay, first of all, I just want to apologize because I, I, you said it was devastating and your heart was broken. And I was like... This is probably not the first time this has happened. It probably won't be the last time. So I understand that was, I probably should have been a little more involved and empathetic. So I'm just circling back here. And I'm, I'm asking you, is this girl that you're interested in, did, she, did you just do all this work for absolutely nothing, you know? It's like another one of my friends, this dude, like, engaged her for, like, six months, was engaged, built her life up and everything. And then all of a sudden they were just two different people that weren't getting married. I don't logically comprehend that. If you are the type of person to do that, then I don't, I don't like you. I think it's disgusting because at the end of the day, subconsciously, you know what you're doing. And I don't, I think it's manipulative and conniving. And so he says to me, different person, he says to me, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's complicated. And I said, uh, okay, elaborate. And he goes, well, she's had a lot of people just like judge her and try to use her. And so she's like used to pushing people away and like, she wants to let me in. She's just like, it's just like a whole thing. And at that point I was like, okay, as your friend, I'm going to withdraw from this conversation. My brain and my heart are very conflicting when it comes to this matter. If you want a professional opinion, then you can ask for it. But when it comes down to it, as your friend, I will always want the best for you. I will always want you to be the happiest and most loving person that you can be and, and, and everything in that regards and the spectrum that that pertains to. But in this situation, I'm going to withdraw. And it was it's because, like, I know better than that. Any woman... Any young lady who is still in the preliminary stages of healing ought not to get into an entanglement. Because one, I've been there. Two, it ends up being worse if it's not complimentary, if it's not with the right person. But if it, that's one of the situations, but if it is, if it works, you know, then, it, then it's great. Good. Go for it. Be, be better people together. I just don't think that the whole, like, broken savior, fix me, coddle me emotionally try me like I just I just don't get it I don't and I think it's because I never had that option you know I was always very tough love my parents raised me my adoptive parents which are technically my parents you know they raised me on the whole notion that if you wanted to do something you go and you do it or you just think that you you want to do it you know yeah. raised on the whole notion that if you love something, you demonstrate that love for that thing, that passion, you know? Did you pop your jaw chewing on the things? Yeah. You good? Okay. Cool. So, the, I just, I just that, you know? So, I do believe, I do believe in that whole notion, but 
I just think when it comes to love, love is patient, it's kind, it's unconditional, it's not wavering, you know? And I really, I really love romanticism when it comes, that's what I was going to say when it came to dates. I believe in old school courtship, you know? I believe that a kiss on the cheek, holding hands, and then you build up to levels. You get to know that person, you know? You do um, activities that help you bond together. And so I think a lot of people have this give me, give me, give me notion, quick, quick, quick now, but they don't have the patience for that anymore. You know, it's such an unnecessary position to be in, you know? But I think it's a real one that should, should still be like a real thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. You're gonna talk? I mean, I, I agree with all the rest, but um, the. Okay, I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah, because yeah, I just I don't want you to just like make something up if you don't have anything. Um, that's not fair. So for people that deal with like emotional attachments, I know that like in the past, I, a lot of people, and I individually, um have been known to seek out something that's not there. So I emotionally attach to something that will never be in the hope that it will become something, which is not healthy. What's an example? I thought we were gonna be open and so. Oh yeah, okay. Um, we don't have to. No, we said, yeah, it's not, it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's just still a little much for me. I am, I'm a romantic, I am an old-fashioned, and only one time in my entire life what, did I have, like, love at first sight. And it was like I'd seen this person in a past life, and this person didn't even see me. And so over the years, we so wait, what part of that is love, then? No, we'll get there. It sounds like infatuation. So we'll get there, right. full circle, you know. So I... I'm, unconsciously bonded to this person who never loved me. I just was obsessed and infatuated with the idea of them the loving idea me. Of them. Yes. The, no. The idea of them loving me. Me being all that I could be for them, them so that they could never live without me, you know? And it just became I know it's toxic, okay? I know, I know, I know it's toxic, you know? And so it is something that I stepped away from, you know? I am not an individual that deals well with not getting the things that I want. If I want something, I go get it. If I want to achieve something, I achieve it. I don't do the no's, the can't say excuses, you know? If I have met... Well, when that relates to someone else's See, okay, yeah, see, no, 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 that, see, yes. You just start sound like a little brat. I know. <laughs> so, so then that is when it comes in. Now, the problem is the entanglement that happens when that person gives you attention. They Did Jada Smith make this, this a thing? Entanglement? I keep hearing people say entanglements now. Entanglement is a real word that was I know way real, before I know Will Smith, real word. Jada Smith. I know it's a real word. It's like, <laughs> uh, I never heard anyone actually use it in this way. Um, well, that's, oh, because your thing. Yeah, no, it is, it is, that's why they use it, because it's a great explanation of uh, the situation. Um, 
So they feed this energy, and so I don't understand why. <laughs> Stop. I don't understand why anyone, if they would knowingly understand that, give into that, feed into that. They feed into it enough for them to selfishly be benefited in that things. situation. Either, either which I'm inclined to believe, they're completely lacking of awareness. And but they are. They don't know that, and so they're doing it because. You know, they're thinking to the best of their abilities. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, this, you know, the, again, we come back to the whole program, the Disney programs of, like, this looks like this, so yeah. here's how I'm supposed to act in this yeah. situation. And, um, you know, but they're doing it completely on autopilot. They're just being the machine. They're asleep inside, and the machine's just running its programs. Right. Or. What if they are aware? They're completely Machiavellian about it. And this is like a, a true bred psychopath villain. I love Machiavelli. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's it's one of these. They're, they're either completely lacking self-awareness. And so they're not, like, to what you say, you know, they're not indulging in it for any malicious purpose. They're indulging right. in it because they think that's what they're supposed to do. But if in the other one, they're just villainizing the situation. Right, but in that case, why I'm more inclined to believe the former... It's not that one. Well, why I'm inclined to believe that, at least that's what I've seen in most cases, because if they were being Machiavellian about it... Yeah. You wouldn't... Like... You would almost prefer this experience. Because someone who's, like, truly aware of what's going on... Yeah. And is doing it for their own self, like, to milk the situation yeah. for themselves... Well, I mean, if, if you've actually read Machiavelli and are, like, familiar with the work, that person, that kind of approach, they're going to be bolstering you up even more. They're going to be really oh, going yeah. out for you. Oh, yeah. They're going to, like, you're going to feel like a million fucking bucks with yeah. that person. Mm -hmm. And it's, and, like, we're over here, the, the former thing, the, the running on autopilot with, with no awareness, there's going to be a lot of struggle and heartache in the this The problem experience. with, well... Because... Because they're going to just be constantly fucking up and, and realize... They're well, because they're sheep and they're asleep. But let me just pause you for a second, because even in this one, the consequence of the Machiavellian is... If, that all, if the receiving party that is infatuated with them is also self-aware, and they, they tell them of the awareness, and they ask them, why would you continue? And that didn't make sense to me. Spell that out. What do you mean? Just tell the Okay, I'll just pretend that you're there. Why won't you let me go? If you are aware of my disposition, if you're aware of how I feel, and that's, you're that, that that's definitely not the Machiavellian approach, then. Because if, if they're sitting there, like in a, in a sense where you're having to ask yourself, why won't you just let me go? Yeah. Well, I can tell you his answer that he doesn't know is because I'm also uh, what's the word? Um, I'm dependent on you. Uh, like, I'm, feeding, that's what I said, you know? Right, which is not the Machiavellian thing. Okay. The Machiavellian thing would, would drop you in an instant and go grab the next victim. Mm. This person... It's a middle. Uh, no, it's, it's it's one or the other. This dude... It doesn't have to be has, one or the other. There are multiple options. I'm telling you, in this case, I mean, unless there's extra information I don't know about, but I feel like you've told me this story a few times. I got enough insight to know this guy is unconscious that on some level he has made you, like he's made himself dependent on you for something that you give him. Mm -hmm. And were you to leave or excuse yourself, yeah, that would trigger him to come after you a little harder. 
Yeah, so anyway, this is a situation that I've dealt with, and it has to do with an unconscious emotional attachment that is toxic and parasitical to one's own well-being, and it is why a lot of people get in codependent relationships, and they stay in codependent relationships, when codependency is a very toxic character trait. One will never truly learn how to live freely and in their own expressive way in a in a codependent situation. And so what I wanted to ask, and I'm just, you know, we, did, we could have just like avoided like all of that just saying um, that you needed to understand. Um, okay, how can I answer I that? I don't know. <laughs> I could have answered this question without it. any of it. Um, but I accept you. This is no judgment, so it's fine. Um, okay. So, um, What's your question? How, as a poly, do you feel you most effectively disregard emotional attachments? Or would you say that you involve yourself... I disregard emotional attachments. The opposite of, like, hyper... How do you involve yourself in multiple emotional attachments? And how would you avoid an unconscious emotional attachment to something that's unnecessary? The practice of living... And integrity, the practice of living in transparency, okay. uh, for sure. So, for myself, when I notice, you know, I'm, I'm developing an attachment here. The moment I notice it, yeah, um, you know, I start to do my personal clearing work on that. I yeah. start to like address that and say, like, hey, I acknowledge the mind of this attachment within me. And it served me well up until now. Right. And it is no longer representative of who I truly am or choose to be. Right. You know, and I'm, you know, connect with, for anyone watching who doesn't already know, or anyone listening, you know, I, I have my own practices with your alleged higher power. I use the, the phrase great spirit or God. So I'll go to God. Uh, if you're an atheist, you could just, uh, you could approach this from a neuro-linguistic programming approach. You know, you don't have to talk about God or at all. You just talk to your unconscious. Yeah. So, so, hey, unconscious, we're giving this away now. You're giving yourself that suggestion that you're going to, like, give this away. And you're going to install in its place, you know, what you have the clarity that you need in that moment. So, like, for this example, for me, you know, I would give away this attachment and I would install in its place, uh, you know, either peace or uh, independence or bravery, or you know, wh right, whatever yeah. is is unique to that moment uh, that I need in that moment, and so that's that's a little insight to my process. But to that, those who for, now, if, when I witness someone else developing yeah. an attachment, well, this is where transparency and integrity comes in. You know, I'll right. be integrity, be like, I'm noticing this, and let's be transparent. I'll initiate a conversation about this, right? And which takes a level of maturity. Well, I live my life, and I I like to live my life in a way. And uh, to to be ahead of that train, yeah. <laughs> like like I, I don't I don't like to get behind that. I like to be out ahead of that and be like monitoring these things. Like if you and I were to get romantically involved, you know, why be Because <laughs> I've already assessed way ahead of the train. There are a lot of ways that like we're not gonna click. On, no. and we're not gonna be able to have the same conversation. 
they try. So, so I won't involve myself with right. people like that. Yeah. Uh, this actually, this is exactly what we were you were getting so heated about. Yeah. You're like, how can you live that way? You just do this to people. You okay? And I was like, so I don't do that to people because I don't get involved with people where that's ever going to be an issue. You take it, yes, but taken out of context. So this is, I guess, it's a great segue to bring it up. Um, and I was doing dealing with a million other things, so that. I'm not trying to. I was just. I know. Between you and I. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I don't understand how some people can just treat other people so nonchalantly. Like the guy you were talking about a moment ago. Well, there are there are a plethora of those types of gentlemen. I don't call them gentlemen because they're not gentlemen. (laughs) Um, those different types of boys. That, and, and, and they don't have that, you know, maturity, that experience in them to be able to do that. It's a bang. And um, there's a lot of confusing elements, I would suggest otherwise. But what, I, what we were talking about was the fact that I am accountable. I enjoy being accountable of the impressions I give onto other people's life. If you are upset and I contribute to that, whether I meant to or not, or whether I should feel guilty or not, that's irrelevant to me. I am a true believer that we affect everything around us. And if someone gave you the energy to be affected by you, that just means that they care and and there's a pull and a push and a tug and an imbalance in, in this realm. And I don't like imbalances. So if I feel like I have negatively impacted someone's life just because they cared and I didn't realize that they cared, that is my own fault because I should have been more aware. I should have realized how I affected this person that caused them any kind of disalignment with them, with themselves, you know, yeah, their feelings. And, and so I like to get out ahead of all that and have those conversations from the get. Like, but no, you so were, we're saying we're constantly assessing right, yeah. I, I would never well I mean I can't say never but <laughs> um, you know I, I put a lot of energy into avoid like you know completely bypassing any opportunity for that kind of thing but how did how can having, one do that how can you by living transparently and no, living no, no, with integrity no, 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 no. How can you assess a person before truly honoring and getting to know them and understand that they are going to emotionally attach to something that's not beneficial for you? Just the answer was right there. You just said, I, I get to know them. Oh, know? so it's not I, just I get, I get, to, I get right, to know yeah, a person yeah. and, you know, gauge them and see, and like, you know, are, are we on the same level? And right, this, yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's okay, that makes sense. But when if, I, if we're not... Then we don't have any business. So, so my confusion was was the I guess the perception that you just disregard them, that you are just not accountable of their emotions. Yeah, what you just said in that particular conversation, you were coming at me with without having asked any questions about my situation. I was having a day. Um, just 100% projecting your own life experiences onto the me without, without getting to know me to deal with getting that. to know what so, my life situation Moving on, okay, I really try to be the best I can be, but sometimes I have moments where I am just super extremely dark. Giving some objective facts. Super just, I would kill everybody to save the greater few. I would. Yes. That being said, 
the question I was referring to was if that does happen, you still imprinted that person. An imprintation is something that is not discussed a lot in society. Yeah, so if we get to a moment where you know it comes up like, oh shit, I got all the way down in this hole without realizing it. Yeah. And now you're making me aware of this. I probably shouldn't have said what I said. What? Well, you said it. <laughs> Whatever. But but yeah, no, I mean, and that's happened. You know, that There's happened. There's too many bad people in the world. Look, that, that happened where, um, you know, I got to a point and they're like, hey, update. Here's here's what I'm feeling, and you know, this is the role you've played in this, and I'm like, oh shit. Okay, what do I need to do right now? Like, let like this is ground zero, day zero. What like what do you need from me? Right. And and what do we need to do here? Yeah. You know, and so that that's the integrity part. Honestly, though, I don't do well in this I'm not going to just like, oh, yeah, that's your fucking like, issue, okay, so like, don't cry about it, you know? <laughs> like. But then, okay, so that's kind of how I, I, I see that, you know? Because, like, if someone whose intention is never to imprint improperly, is never to bond and a mistake never and you anyone who loves someone should never feel any shame you fell in love with that person you didn't mean to doesn't matter you should never feel any kind of level of negativity or error for just loving someone if they don't love you or if they they didn't work out but but i'm telling i'm saying that no one should feel that way because you love them for a reason and it's not supposed to be a bad thing to accidentally love someone. Well, so what do you, I mean, I don't think anyone disagrees with you. Like, yeah, no one wants to feel that way or well, that well, they should, they, but what do, you, what do you do when you do encounter that? Okay, so we'll get there after we finish this one. And I finished chewing, I apologize. <laughs> 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 Do you hear how loud she's chewing? Bro, you were like even louder, okay? I was pretending like that was even making me. Okay, okay, so. I have to edit this part out. <laughs> no, we just shoot that rock. Take your sweet time, please. Oh, I do, though. So, um. That's just me. Just um, hang out for a minute and enjoy this song. Just kidding. Go on, come on. It's a good song. Um, I love instrumental music. So, from like, and I don't know if this is um, an experienced or immature or insecure um, perception, but if I was to attach to someone and that was, if I was imprinted by someone and I expressed an attachment, I would never willingly put myself in a position that would create that kind of tension that was unwanted because I know that I'm a person that easily attaches to the things that I enjoy. That's why I enjoy. That's what my, my passions are passions, you know? So you feel deeply about things. So how would you handle a very sensitive, deep-feeling person that felt like you were at fault. 
the, the pain. Me, I, would, I would open up and say, like, the pain that's caused. Tell me what you're feeling. And then how does and one heal what from that? What, do you just part ways and then time heals wounds, or...? It's a... I mean... It's an unfortunate I, human experience. I, I imagine that it's case-to-case kind of basis. Yeah. You know, um... Like... I can think back in life where... You know, I would act towards people in a vindictive kind of way. And in that way, yeah, I can be at fault for having harmed somebody. Uh, at this day and age, that's so not who I am. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna go out of my way to to hurt you or fuck with you. So if you come at me with like, "Hey, you hurt me," yeah, and like you're responsible for this and that, and they're like, first off, I'm sorry. I I can hold myself accountable. Yeah. For whatever part I played in this experience that you had, um, because first and foremost, I'm responsible for having been involved in your life at right, all. Right. Yeah. As you know, that's what I talked about when I said you know I get ahead of the train before I get involved in someone's lives, or, or to what degree I get involved in someone's lives. I, I get to know like who the fuck are you? Right. Is is this going to mesh well, or <clears throat> are you kind of person that's going to project all your bullshit onto me and make me responsible for how you feel? Um, that seems very paradoxical. How so? Um, projections cannot be made unless there is a a welcome mat for them to be laid on. A person can okay. A person who projects onto anyone deems that party safe to do so, and you've also given them permission to do so. Okay. Whether, so, but, so the guy who goes and shoots up Columbine, all, yeah, those, a, all, all those people gave him permission or safe for him to project his hate and frustration onto? That's a completely different scenario. That's, Why is it different? Because he's not projecting, he's killing. That's a... That's a Why did he kill him, though? Because he was in pain. So, so he didn't project his pain onto them? He did. That's there's a difference between romantic relationships and projection. I'm not talking about. But I was. That's what I was talking. Projection. Period. Okay. Well, that's a very broad spectrum, and it is it is unfair to be able to try to. All right. Well, I got a huge disagreement with you there. Convince an apple is an orange. I'll, I'll agree to disagree with you on that. So. When someone, there are different levels to the tier of humans. Whether we want to acknowledge that or not, doesn't matter. Each person has different abilities. And you cannot try to compare one to another. You can't. It is unfair to them and it is unfair to you. So when someone, this is something that happens a lot, but I definitely feel like more people need to understand. When someone asks a question or explains something in a way that is a representation of who they are or how they feel, and you take that and you put it on a very minimalistic level or a very extreme level, you're not actually hearing what that person is saying. You're trying to understand it on a level that makes sense to you, but when you take it and you stretch it, that is no longer what the person is saying anymore. That is your own interpretation with stacks and stacks and stacks of, of, of your 
right, let's take back to what you said. Yeah. In, in, in the confines of a romantic situation, and someone feeling hurt, uh, and putting projections onto them, you know, feeling like so they let me only ex- did it because... No, 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 no. I wasn't done, first of all. So let me continuously explain that so you know what I mean. In the most simplistic way I can possibly do. I'm so bad at simplicity. So bad at it. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But this blanket, for instance, okay, I put it on this floor. I didn't put a rug here. I put this giant blanket. One, it's softer than most rugs I find anyway. Two, when I paint, I want to be able to use the whole room to paint. I wear white pants. I get paint on my pants. I get paint on the floor. It's fine. I wash the blanket and I lay it back down. And I love the colors. So I have given permission to dirty this blanket because I know that it will be clean again. I feel as though when relationships happen, interpersonal, friendly, romantic relationships, excluding general sense and business relationships, this is primarily towards intimate relationships, when you choose to be a part of that person's life, there are going to be moments where that person is going to need to wipe their feet on the mat. They're going to need to get dirty and you agreeing to be in that person's life did not, you didn't agree to be abused and reprimanded and yelled at and argued with, but sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes that is just a part of, and this is a segue to how you overcome the stages of grief. Anything we feel something strongly about that does not go according to plan, we grieve it. Anything we lose, any person we lose, any concept that doesn't seem to flow, we do grieve it. We get angry. We, we get upset. We go through the denial, and then we accept, and we move on. But you go through the stages of grief. So in that process, those projections... No matter if they're about you or about them, you don't have to own them or accept them. But you do have to understand that there was an accord here. You agreed to be a part of that person's life. You agreed to deal with them on good days and bad days. That's what friendships are. That's what family is. That's what lovers do. So when someone gets angry with you, they're not necessarily projecting at you. They're just not so good at explaining why they're so upset. So they're using the things that make sense to them. You hurt me. You lied to me. You offended me. You did blah, 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 blah. Now, there should never be you statements like that because those are like giant shards of glass, but that person just isn't there yet. And what they're trying to say, what we as more intelligent beings, self-aware beings, it is our obligation, and you can disagree with me, but this is how I feel. I feel like it is our obligation to do better if we know better, to read between the lines. When someone yells at me, I don't interrupt them. I'm smarter than that. You want to yell at me? I'm the problem. That's fine. I may not be at fault here, but I'm going to let you get it all out of your system because I am not an idiot. You are upset. I'm going to shut up. Whatever it is, go. You have the floor. Got it. 
And every time this person says to me, you hurt me, you did this, I'm not going to come at them with assumptions. I'm not going to take everything that they say and just micromanage it. I'm going to say, I hear you. I understand that you're in pain. I understand that I had a role to play in this situation. And I want you to know that I am aware of your pain. And it was never my intention to cause you any discord and any harm in any way and any form. But you are in pain. And you do feel harmed. And that's okay. It's okay that you feel this way. And I am here to help you move along in a better way. So please tell me what it is that I did that has encouraged this unnecessary negative feeling within you. Now that's where you throw them off because most people they don't really expect you to ask them a question or to, to adhere to them, to, to, to be a human with them. Because at the end of the day, we all have days like that. We don't mean to. I went to the car wash the other day, and there was, like, streaks on my window. And I used, like, Febreze in my car, and I didn't realize that the freeze breeze would get on the window, you know? So I bought this car wash plan, and there's, like, streaks. And I'm like, I literally spent, like, $40. I don't know why. So I grabbed the manager, and I'm like, I need your help. I don't understand. And I'm trying to be calm, but I've had a very bad day. And she's like... I said, I paid for this program. I don't know if I need this program because there's like continued streaks on my car. And she was like, so this is actually on the inside of your window. So obviously I already feel like an idiot, you know, like I just, this person didn't ask for any of it, you know, I feel like an idiot. And she's like, do you spray things? Like, ah, yeah. Like I didn't know it would get on the windows, but that makes sense. So I was like, I, I apologize. And she was like, no, it's fine. We've all been there. We all have those days. And I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. And I've gone up to them. I, I'm friends with the people that work there now. It's, it's all about the human experience, about being, to see through the bullshit, to see through the muck and the mud, because it wipes off. It does. We can get clean again, but none of us are authentically really dirty. Now, there are some really, truly evil people who like this stuff. I do believe that that's a real thing. Um... But sometimes there's just a lot of people in pain and at the end of the day, all they want to do is for the people to know, to talk to them. So when you are in a relationship with someone and you have that emotional discord and you feel like they're projecting onto you, it's only because they feel that you are safe enough to be able to do that. Do you deserve that? No, but you're better and more equipped to deal with it. That's why it happens. That's why when we're young, we yell at our mommies and our daddies. We do. We fight with them. I fought with mine consistently. I have a very different household. Oh, okay. Mine. <laughs> when you're in like 17 different foster homes. like that. My I mean, is okay, fair. Shippy at you. Okay, no. But like, when I was in 17 different foster homes, the last one I was in, my brother and my sister were in one, and they went to a foster care, sorry, an elementary school. And it was called Forest Vista, and my mom taught there. Like, our adopted mom taught there. And then they, she wanted to adopt them, and they, she found out that they had an older sister, which was me, which was I, separated, and CBS told them that she couldn't have me because I was too much. 
I'd been too, through too much. I'd seen too much. I was too much. And she basically just said, watch me. And I fought her. I fought her hard. I jumped out of a moving car. I would just dash. I would claw. I, I did everything in my power to push them away from me. And a lot of my adolescence, I did it too. I would just ignore everybody. I'd go in my room. I'd isolate because none of them understood me and I couldn't make them understand me. So I would do the thing I made. I'd just isolate. And now my mother and I have the strongest relationship because through all of it, she is still a very strong oak tree. The kind, I saw this post the other day and it was about when we walk through a forest, there are all different types of trees. And we don't look at a tree and judge the tree for the tree being a little malnourished, not getting enough sun, or the way that different trees are bent over, the way that they look. We don't judge them. They're just trees. But when we get near people, we say, well, why are you not enough like this? And why are you not this? And well, all these things. When we should just treat people like trees. Do you do that? What? Is that what you do? It resonated with me because it's something that I have realize is not something that I do that I would like to do more. I like to think that I'm a pretty accepting person, but I know that I am so hard on myself and I'm not really a social person. I do so many things that I, I don't entertain society much that when it comes to me going out and observing, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, it's a nice... You know, bumper sticker. But anyway, my mom said to me, she said, I sent it to her and she said, I said it really resonated. And she said, well, what kind of tree am I? And I said, you're the kind of wise old oak tree that's been around for a hundred years. The little boys and little girls climb up and play and hug and cry and, and seek comfort. The young couples and old couples have picnics under that's been through the storms and the wrath and it's still there. And some people are like willow trees. They look really pretty, but they are full of parasites. And they are not good for anyone. And some people are will always be the little baby trees that take forever to grow. And they need all the sun and all the rain and all the nourishment. And some people are just cactuses. They can like withstand everything, but you cannot get close to them because they are emotionally unavailable. They don't need you. They don't want you. Just live in their life. Don't get close. They'll prick you. Some people, I don't like to think of it as trees really as much as I do like every living thing because I love nature. I love every plant. I feel like every every flower together is more beautiful than a bouquet of roses because each one complements another. And there is just something so pure about nature that man could never create. The sky and the way that it changes like a piece of artwork, the trees and, and, and the grass and everything. It is just the most beautiful essence of, of majesty. And I feel immensely calm 
around animals and nature. So I don't necessarily believe to treat people like trees, per se, as, as more as I do just plants. What? I guess <laughs> each one of us is a different plant, you know? Cool. Some of them are twigs, though. There's that judgment. I have a healthy amount of judgment. Okay. You think selfishness is good? I think judgment. I never said it's good. I said it's the fact of life. I don't like to walk through crowds. I refuse to walk through oh, crowds. Oh, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because you totally cut me off and stole the conversation. I never got to talk about that. You don't get to blame me. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying what happened. Okay. You, know, you like to hear yourself talk, and I get it. I don't like to hear myself um, talk. I just like to share. The, uh, that was super I'm, judgmental and unnecessary. It's an observation. What I meant so by the selfishness. Singular observation. What I meant by the selfishness thing is, uh, like, biologically, just like any plant or any animal, this, you know, system, machine like I like to call it, is programmed biologically to survive. It's it's out to, like, stay alive. Um, and that's all I meant by selfish. And, and so, you know, I don't mean it... But the more go, you grow, the more the unconscious programs are manifested. What you eat, who you surround yourself with, what happens when you sleep, all of these other variables play into your biological system. Yeah, all that fits with what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, it's out to survive. And so no matter, like, whatever your programs are, you know... Okay, so yeah, your selfishness is coincided with my judgment, I guess. This is a conversation. I'm not interrupting you. I'm benefiting it. Don't get upset with me for an additive. It's not fair. <laughs> so, back to what you were saying earlier. Was it, well, look, I feel this way. I feel like you're doing this thing to me. Like, are you going to assume responsibility for that? Or are you just going to put back on me like, oh, this is my problem? For what? Like, uh, if I say, oh, I feel like you're interrupting me. Like, I'm not going to complete my thoughts here. Then I will apologize <laughs> for that. And I will also explain to you that oh, okay. to me, interrupting is a compliment. It's not an insult. Okay. And if I, I, mean, I didn't think it was an insult. It's just a... You just get cut off and then you lose your place. That too. I don't cut people off if I'm aware of that, and I was not aware that that happened so easily to you, so I do apologize. So easily. A lot of people get frustrated with people interrupting them. If someone interrupts me, I understand that that person is really passionate about what's going on, and I'm going to let them talk. And then I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. And then I'm going to continue, you know, or not, depending on if they finish my sentence for me and my thought for me. Because I think that passion complements passion. And some people, they just finish each other's thoughts. So again, I apologize and I will shut up. So where are we? I think we're just going to move on to how people deal with the loss of love. Deal with the loss of love? It's a big one. It has to do with the stages of grief and not feeling bad or feeling like you made a mistake, which is it's a big one. Forgiving your time and attention. 
just someone that ultimately didn't deserve it. It's like, for some of us, it's detrimental as, as failing a grade. And to others, as suicidal ideation. I love the way you phrase that. Uh, about, you know, someone who didn't deserve it. Is that... For me, like what, what it hits for me is that um, like I don't ever go out of my way to exercise love with people because I think they deserve it. I only ever do it because I love the experience of getting to express love. And I seize any and every opportunity I can to do more and more of that. And so if I get into this with you and put all this love and and energy into you and then, you know, kind of bite the hand or, or ditch me altogether. Yeah, I mean, that might hurt, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to lose much sleep over it because, like, I don't, I, I don't feel like I wasted my time here. I mean, like, I seized a really rich opportunity to express more love, and that was awesome. That is fair, probably, for a lot more people than not. I was just, I, I'm not talking about anyone else, this is what I do. No, no, you're, it's a valid observation because I have a, a million people running through my head that probably would do the same way. But then there's some people that when I first got in a relationship, I loved to love. I still love to love. I love to love people, help people, give everything that I can for the betterment of people. But instead of doing individually, I did it in a more community way, in a more worldly way, because I kept choosing people that were bad for me. And no matter how much I loved them, no matter how much I gave everything of myself to them, did everything, was absolute white, cook, clean, do everything, I'd always end up against the wall, or I'd be assaulted in one way or another. I'd be psychologically harmed. And then it was just too much. It wasn't important for me to love anyone anymore because it was too much for me. And I loved to love. But then I realized that no matter how much you love someone, if that person does not love themselves or want to love themselves, that is not ever something you can convince them of. No matter what you do or how much you want for them, it's not going to happen. And that was just what something... What are you thinking about right now? What? What are you thinking about right now? There is a lot of pain there. Tell us a story. I don't... Let's get it out. I don't... It's not something I need to get out. Okay. Um, I wasn't saying you need to. I was just inviting you to. It's a good time as any. I'm a very hypersensitive person. You've mentioned. So when I bond with someone, I give everything that I Who can. Who did you give everything to? Each one of them. Who's, who's the one that's really sticking out right now? None of them in particular, really, honestly. I'm just running through the memory files in my head and it's still, um... Uh-oh. It's still a, little more, a lot more sad than, you know, I give it credit for it, because it is a sad thing, and I have a photographic memory, so when I... Do you I, feel like you suppress that sadness? 
I feel like I do not make as much time for that department as I ought to because it's not important to me. What was that whole importance you spoke about? Or maybe I misunderstood that about going, letting yourself go through the grieving process. There is a, I went through the grieving process. Well, it's still in there, so. I grieve things every day. That sounds inefficient. I am a person that sees a lot of things and deals with a lot of people around the world. And a lot of things I see hurt my heart. And a lot of things I see is not an accurate representation of love in the world. And that makes me sad. Because the only thing that I want for everyone in this world is for them to understand what it is, for them to truly know that they are love. Yeah. And that they are light. Yeah. Do you enjoy having that remorse response to these things? Like, like you just said, you grieve every day. I have a very, Do you enjoy doing that? I have a very maternal response. And I think it's just... It's not something that I can control. I'm not asking about your control. I'm just saying... Just asking, do you enjoy I find I do not I do not enjoy it as much as I find happiness in misery sometimes. Like the kind when it rains. Happiness isn't enjoyment. A person who is happy all the time is a mental illness. Is happiness not enjoyment? No, I think those are two different things. My goal and but it's I, happy for you to grieve on a daily. I'm let me just uh, it's a complicated question, so I'm, I just, just yes or no. No, it's not. It's I, that's all I'm asking for. I'm not going to give you a yes or no because it's not a yes or a no for me, right. it's a yes and a no. Because why would you choose to do that all the time? Anyway. I, I mean, well, you said that it wasn't something that you could control, so it, it's, it's not, it didn't sound like a choice. Thing. It's not. So when you acknowledge that you feel you are a person that feels deeply about things, sometimes it's simply writing in the journal and understanding that sometimes shit sucks yeah. and there is nothing that you can do about it. Do you know the experiment of Pavlov's dogs? No, I don't think so. So this was a psychology experiment performed decades ago. Um, it applies to humans, and, and it's like we don't need to get into a a debate or discussion about whether or not this thing that relates to dogs is true or not for humans, because it's been well established. It in fact is absolutely true for humans. Um, but uh, but this was all first brought to light by a psychologist named Pavlov. He conditioned dogs to salivate whenever they would hear a bell. That's unfortunate. Because they, uh, you know, he he did this by, he'd ring a bell and then feed them a snack. Yeah. He did this over weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And it got to the point where he didn't even have to give them the snack anymore. Yeah. He'd just ring the bell and they would immediately start salivating. Mm. Um, because they have that association. And so now this has been explored several decades with humans and seemingly no bounds to what, you know, what you can do with conditioning. Um, and so... What does that have to do with me saying 
that I agree almost every Because we can, it, it's proven, we can condition ourselves uh, or condition others to have different responses to things. So if you've, if you've grown up your whole life having, you know, a, a, a grief response to a, pr a particular stimuli, it is possible to be conditioned to have a different kind of response to that same stimuli, period. One, that's dishonest. No, it's not. Two... Wait, what's dishonest? Am I saying that? Because I just said it fact. No, it's not my opinion. No, 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 no. Conditioning is dishonest. Two, so? What do you mean by I'll that? get there. Okay. Jesus. Two, I was angry for a very, very long time. Are you still angry? I felt no need for sympathy or empathy for a long time. So being angry was safer than being sad. Sure. Because I wasn't anywhere where that was something that needed to happen. So as I learned to become a more honest version of myself, I learned that I was conditioned for a long time to be angry and to not be sad. So when I learned to deprogram, I only get angry when I don't feel safe enough to be sad. And that's what a natural response of anger is. People don't just get angry. It's not natural for us to just get angry. We're sad and we're hurt and when we don't feel safe, we go to fight or flight and most people fight before they fight. So if I was to recondition myself in a way that would make or help me to not feel so deeply, I wouldn't... No one's talking about that. No, but that is... A suggestion that you just No, it's not what I suggesting. Don't put those words in my mouth. You use the conditioning, so... I didn't say anything about stopping yourself from feeling deeply. Well, I'm what? talking about changing how you respond to it. Well, that just... You can still feel all that... In fact, the whole point was, like, that you remain feeling. Yeah. There's, there's just... I'm only mentioning... I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just mentioning there is an option to continue to do that yeah. and respond differently. So when I was 20... Like if I... Yeah, no, yeah. I got it. When I was 22 years old, they found a tumor in my brain. Mm -hmm. And it was a pituitary tumor and it controlled everything in my life for the past like 12 years. Yeah. And when it stabilized, I had to relearn a lot of things. For sure. And one of the things were basic human emotions. And basic human emotions don't make sense to me. I don't like to feel things deeply and not understand why I feel them. I don't like to act irrationally and I don't like conditioned responses. I don't like so for the first time in my life any other response that i had before this moment my brain would just shut off mm. i'd be engaged in the moment that i was no longer engaged it was like a light switch i just it was the scariest thing that had ever happened to me and i had to continuously 
retrain and relearn these normal things for people were 10 times more intense for me. As an adult, as a young adult, I had to. And I was immersed in a world that didn't make sense to me. And it's harder for me to do simple things because of how strongly I feel. So I could change that. It's when they, they asked me, they said, do you want ECT? Which What's is, that? before this was lobotomy, electric convulsive shock therapy. They asked me if I wanted, yeah, it doesn't matter. I, they asked me if I just wanted to shock my brain for a clean slate, just brand fucking new. Cause that's how bad it was gonna be. Yeah. And only recently, it was gonna take five to six years for me to get to normal. What normal capacity is for me, which isn't normal. And I will never be normal, which is also something I had to relearn that I dealt with as a child. And I told them no, because I wasn't going to just choose an easy path. I wasn't just gonna choose to lose everything to do the easier, shorter, quicker way. Sometimes I think about what it would have been like if I did. I don't think that I would be as intense and as passionate and as willing to conquer impossible feats if I wasn't, if I had done it. I think everything happens to us for a reason. And the more we willingly accept ourselves, the more we willingly understand that we love people sometimes that we didn't mean to love. And whether you're the person that jumps into love or the person that carefully calibrates that this is going to be a good decision and you get broken in pieces and you really try to avoid this, no matter which one it is, which wavelength or spectrum of it it is, it's never a good feeling. So when you are that type of person that feels that in that moment, or if you're that person that feels things deeply every moment of every day, conditioning or trying to condition them is not an honest approach. Well, it sounds like what you're talking about what I'm talking about. Or it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, then why are we even talking about it? Because I was trying to reference what you said that well, I'm, yeah, you're, you Could just described, yeah, that sounds like a completely avoided. dishonest thing. But I'm not talking about that. I I'm know. talking about someone taking a deliberate, sovereign choice for their own self to say, hey, I've been reacting this way to things for long enough that it's really boring me at this point, and it's really, like, I don't enjoy this. I don't enjoy having this kind of response elicited out of me every time this thing happens. How I do you would, tell a person to stop caring? Why would you do that? That's what you're saying. You're not hearing me then, because that's not what I'm saying. Let me, let me, let me, let me show you. I am saying, can there's an option to respond differently to stimuli. Give me an in, example. In, in any word did I say stop hearing? I never said those words. So stop putting those in my mouth. So. There's an example. Real life no, example. No, no. Real was, life example. I was getting angry with you because you just say stupid shit sometimes like that that is like super fucked up. And yeah, that's I'm fine. Really angry. 
Yeah. You don't need to have me on here if I say stupid stuff. But, but that was you have me on here because... Yeah, no, because it's real and it's raw. And sometimes it just gets super fucking uncomfortable and that's okay. But what I was going to say when I got there was for different types of people in this world, you cannot just do one thing. You cannot just say that this perspective works. And I know that's not what you're saying, but I'm just trying to give you a different perspective. Because sometimes you say things and they come off so single-minded that it doesn't, it's not enough words to be able to effectively demonstrate what it is that you're trying to say. So for the, for trying to, I don't like that I keep having this response to this is like me saying, I don't like that I keep getting so angry with things that just do not make sense to me. It's a good example. But in reality, I know that I'm not really angry. Okay. I'm hurt by the way that the things are, are happening. Okay. That's fine. So Call whatever you want. I'm talking a, about the response. Yes. Talking about, but there are a million I don't like different reacting responses. This way. There are a million different responses. Yeah, exactly. So, so who's to say whether one response is more appropriate than another response? You. You, the individual. That, that's all I'm talking about. I'm saying if... If any individual is dissatisfied with something in their own life, well, duh. and they want to change it, duh. there is an option for that. Duh. Oh, that was just so That's simple. all I'm saying. That's all I've been saying. I, I, I'm not changing the words at all. Of what that I've was been just like a simplistic so thing. Oh, but you don't understand simplicity. I don't get it. No, because I'm a very literal person, and I took that like... I, I've been being as literal as possible this entire time. And, and yet you want to extrapolate and put words in my mouth. And I don't mean too. to put words in your it's mouth. I don't mean to I'm just going to catch you there and I'm going to repeat myself and say, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is... You get so defensive and it's like so like tense for me. And I just like feel like so tense about it. And then I'm just like, can you just please like understand that what I am saying is trying to be congruent with you are saying I just say shit different ways so when you say something that is so simplistic to me that means a million different things to me no matter how literal you think it is and I think it is sometimes it's just it's just different shit meaning the same shit that's why we have translations and a million bibles saying a million different things and they're all supposed to say the same thing those are situations where when you don't think that you should it should matter. It matters. There's a lot of different people in the world, bro. There's a lot of different people in the world. Yeah. And if we just choose that our own way to do things is good for us, and it causes tension in other people's lives, whether it's about them or about you, it doesn't really matter. It's about trying to meet people in the middle. This whole thing is about relationships of, of the intimate kind interpersonal friendship and family and i think too many people including me get so caught up in the caring and then and the exertion of caring that it should be so much more simple than this like everything is just overly complicated and i know that i don't understand simple things because the simple things in themselves are like so simple you're kind of just like 
okay, but like, shouldn't we have evolved past this point? Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we have done things better past this? So then you're battling a whole different intellectual notion. That's that's just different levels of IQ. Sometimes people just make shit harder, and it doesn't need to be. But we don't mean to make shit harder. It just looks a little more difficult for us, and you have to be able to navigate the spectrum. Some of us are just on it, and so. But some people are just so unnecessarily complicated. And it's fine if people are complex. It's fine. I'm a very complex person. You're a very complex person. Although you don't think you're a very complex person. Any person that can do multiple attachments or multiple relationships, that's complex. That's more complex than me. I can't do that. I, I cannot handle that. Okay? You're... No thanks. I can handle 10 different business meetings at the same time. I can be on 10 different Zoom calls at the same time. I can have 10 computer screens in front of me at the same time. I can do 10 different projects all at the same time, and all of them end up perfect. But if you try to get me attached to multiple people, ah, oh, no. I'm out. Yeah, well, I, I don't think that would work for me either. That's why I, I choose to, other than entertain attachments. And when those, when you, you said that three different... Three of your relationships, don't you? Yeah, all completed. Yeah, I would die inside. Oh, dude. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, you better believe it was heartbreaking. But, <laughs> but, but if, oh, I, no. if I were attached to any of that, yeah, no, that would have been. You weren't attached? No. See, if that's I my thing. Dead. I can't not care about something and not be attached to the thing that I care about. I hear you. And for me, for me, not putting this on you or anyone else, um, I feel myself in the experience of being able to love more and be more invested with someone, more present with someone, the less attached I am. If if I... See, that's something that just like... Right over your head. Just... I guess it's because it's so much that I'm just like, I want to like dissect it. I like, I want to, I want to put you under a microscope. And I'm going to dissect everything that makes you think the way that you think and the way that you feel and how that works for you. Because that's not like a rational... I'll watch my documentary. It's all so, in the... You have a documentary? Yeah. Since when? Like four years ago. That you are not the same person you were four years ago. No, but I mean, I'm, I'm still on the trajectory of... And honestly, this is going to sound really and, and in fact, In fact, you say you want to know the experiences yeah. of you believe. Like, they're all in there. I want to study you by myself... In all honesty, oh, yeah. I, I'm your friend. Oh, my oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your friend because I want to do I'm this. Just I don't have a you fucker! <laughs> Jesus Christ! I love you. Um, I hate you. Now, see, like, what I mean by that. Is... Okay, but, like, that's too much for me because, like, that's not rational, that's not logical. You spread yourself so thin so that you don't have to be intense and care so much towards one thing. Have you ever watched, uh, like, conflicting news stations? Yes, I've been at the gym and Fox and Zoom are right okay. by each other. Okay, okay, okay. I just completely Fo disassociate. <laughs> if you can follow me here. Okay. Have they ever talked about the same issue but had completely... Oh, yeah, yeah, complete, okay. yeah, honestly, okay. but, yeah. But did they both have their own logic? For why they thought that logic, yeah, yeah. So when you talk about that's not logical, you're, what you're talking about is perception. It's a fallacy. What you're talking about is perception. Their their dis disagreements in their own accord are also fallacies. They're perceptions. You say this. What what color would you say this is? There, those are multiple colors. Uh, are you? Uh, what what hue would you say this is? Uh, 
teal, okay. a blue and green. Okay. Like water. Alright. I, I would I would imagine. Well, but if you've got a line, that's completely different story. Well, I, I would imagine, for simplicity's sake, I would imagine your general person say, go grab the blue blanket. And they saw this one. They'd probably pick it. I have multiple teal blankets. Just follow me here. Okay. Alright. But if I had grown up learning that this color was called purple okay. or red, okay. and I went to go get the thing, it's not that I'm wrong. It's just that's what I've... In my perception, that's what I've been taught to call that. That's that's the association I have. So that's my perception. When I hear this, I think uh, this in my head. So, you know, the person watching CNN... Scientifically, watching, you would be incorrect, though. That's not science. This is not scientifically blue. If you want to talk about science... Colors like, are science. Like, They're different the, hues the of The name lights. of the color is... The vibration of that the light reflects. Yeah. Is, you could say scientifically this is 470 hertz. Yeah. But you, this is not scientifically That's blue. That's sound. Do I have to look this up? No, no, I don't want to. That's how. That's how our micro, our microscopes. That's how our telescopes <sighs> are able to tell distance. Whatever. Of of distance of planets um. is by by measuring. The light frequency. Why can't I just fuck with you? Why can't I just be the one fucking with you? I opened that invitation. You said no. So. Anyway. God. <laughs> so when we talk about logic, we're talking about perceptions. And so when you talk about something being illogical, what we really mean is illogical. that doesn't fit within. Yeah, but if a kid is trained their whole life to understand something that the rest of the world clearly understands that that is not, that is not right. It's still a perception. But it's not an absolute truth. Well, that's that's the whole fucking irony here. None of this is. None of this is true. This is all perception. Well, I would argue that there are absolute truths. Such as? Well, good and bad and right or wrong are artificial constructs made constructs made up of. Do you know who you should have on your show? Made up in societies. Yeah. So, Plato says that either beasts or God is are those that thrive alone. Everyone could leave this earth, and I guarantee you that I could thrive alone. But you have to have a compliment. So you of, can grow of, your own food and, and make your own food and build your own shelters and stuff. You know yes, I learned to do that when I was a child. Yes, I built a whole house. I mixed cement, I chopped down wood. I you gathered the materials gardens. to make the cement? No, but I wouldn't build a house out of cement. I'd build it out of wood anyway, but I've sanded down wood. You know how to notch stuff? And yes, I do. Believe it or not, carpenter? I've done a lot of those types of skills: painting, carpentry, woodworking. Yes, I don't. You know like... how to build the tools to, to do carpentry? Yes. You know how to from scratch. Believe it or not, I do. I'm not. I don't like to get I'm... bored, and this I'm is... really big on survival yeah. skills, like all the way in like Thomas Hobbes. I had no game. idea you knew how to make axes and saws. Nobody and knows a lot of things about me. I'm not really an open person with a lot of people, so I'm a very private person um, when it comes to a lot of individual things about me. I feel like that just has to be earned, um, but. Yeah. Um, 
The absolute, so that's what Plato says. And so communities are, are built so that people thrive and survive together. And from that, there are rules that are made. The Plutarchs and the Plebs and Rome. Rome lasted a very long time. And if you had a problem, you brought it to the street. And if you lied, you died. That's it. There was only one rule. If you lied, created chaos, drama, tension about anything that you were bringing to the court, you were killed. That's it. There was no second chances. There was no jail time. You were just killed. That's it. And I really value that system because it was an honor of integrity. Because you knew if you were going into something and you were lying, you were going to die. Don't lie. That's stupid. There is no reason for anyone to ever lie about anything. It is the most illogical thing ever. What are you scared? You're going to get caught? Someone's going to say no? Why? I don't understand. It's a... It's a fear complex. So truths are made around a society, but the absolute truths are just things that you can't ignore. They're science and they're nature. If absolute, the sun will come up in the morning. If the sun comes up. We spend. Yes. Okay. That's okay. Perception. Yeah. yeah everything right. you're saying so, only proves my point. Rotates around if you're going to be stupid fucking literal. The sun depending the on where children. you are in the fucking world, you will see the sun and the moon. Unless the earth just stops fucking spinning. And at that point, we're all fucked, okay? So, that is an absolute truth, you know? Another absolute truth is that the earth is round. It is not flat. It is round. I'm going to punch you just right in your face. (laughs) Just right in your face. Just lay you on the ground. Okay. So anyway. Okay. There are subjective truths and objective truths and absolute truths. Subjective and objective are based, the difference is on perception. Measurability. What? Our ability to measure is what objective fact is based off of. And then the absolute truth are the things that you just you just can't ignore. Gravity is a thing. That's an absolute truth. This is this is real, man. You can't, like what do you mean by an absolute truth? Is gravity? gravity is an absolute truth. You cannot ignore gravity. You cannot just decide that gravity doesn't exist. You can't. But what is gravity? Like, what do you mean by... What holds us to the ground. That's all it is? No, it's a whole other different thing. Do you really want me to, like, I'm get just, into I'm it? I'm just wanting to... I'm wanting to be more in, inside your head and, and understand your thinking process so I can communicate as best as I can with you. You know what gravity is. We learned that in, like, six months. I have an idea of what I understand gravity to be. You know what? I just want, I want to know what you You know what literal is. gravity is, what holds us down to the earth, what we do not float up, which everything is still seated in its correct place. I understand gravity as electromagnetic forces based on mass. So, like, you know, the gravity we experience here on Earth yes. is radically different than on the moon. Yes, naturally. So that is so a duh. I just like to know that we're My point isn't saying that gravity is the only thing I want to talk about for like hours. So saying that I'm pretty sure we're all aware what gravity is, is an absolute truth. This is good for me. If, if you want to talk about it no, for well, hours, the, I the, mean... The, the, the interest <laughs> I have behind asking that is to, to get a better feel, as best a feel I can, as for where do you determine... These absolute truths. So I just want absolute to really truths are truths that 
are true no matter if we are here or not. Yeah. Absolute truths are truths that cannot be ignored. They're not based on human perception or human interaction. They are simply okay. there. So great. I'm glad we got to this because I, I have a very, like, there, I have, we have a gap between our thinkings. Okay. Like, I'm in the field. You're, you're in the field of thing. What you're saying, what I'm hearing is, tell me if I'm wrong, these are truths that would realities that would go on whether we're here or not. Yes. Yeah. Now, the more individualistic we become in societies. Now, if if I was, you know, Thomas Locke, right? You know, you know, all the comments on the papers and blah blah blah. Yeah. For example, he lived out in the middle of the woods. He didn't bother anybody. He went to the store every now and then and he just did his own thing. And the police knocked on his door and they said, you haven't paid your taxes. He said, I don't do shit for you guys. I don't get shit from you. What taxes am I supposed to pay you? I don't do anything with or for you. And they said, either you can pay the taxes or you can spend a night in jail. And he was like, okay, I'll go spend a night in jail. And then he went back to his house. That is a personal truth. But it is also one that is coincided with a type of truth that doesn't reign in societies, which... Once you get down into the absolute personal truth, subjective, objective, pick one, death penalty, pro-life, pro-choice, the ones that create unnecessary tension because humans feel the incessant need to be right or wrong about something that they feel deeply on. And that's why there is a giant rift everywhere. Yeah. So I sit myself in the boat of, I don't know that anything would be happening if we weren't here. So, um, so where, where we both derive our ideas of an absolute truth is going to be different. Okay. Explain that out. All right. I guess that has to do with the level of trust that you don't care for that I do. What does trust have to do? If everything just changed tomorrow, I trust... I have faith in the unknown. I if trust they change tomorrow? that it would be okay, that we would figure out I agree with that. how to understand it. The earth was here before we got here. Well, we don't disagree there. I, I, yeah, so the certainly earth, tomorrow I'm bouncing around. The so. earth was here before we got here, and honestly, it was a lot better before we got here and, and did all of our parasitical deeds on it like a cancer. Mm -hmm. And... I feel like it would be a lot better if we left. Why would we try to go colonize Mars? There is a theory that forever ago, Mars, Mars, was, already yeah. Mars was Earth. It was green and luscious and full of life, and then shit happened. And now, why would we go full circle? That is insanity. Why wouldn't we just take the difficult measures to take care of our planet? I mean, yeah, we got the U.S., government shelling out billions to other countries for like uh, help out other countries meanwhile Chicago Detroit are suffering shitholes yeah. and like oh, why can't we just help our own borders but then you're fucking racist and misogynistic and, and yeah and you're all that if, if you try to bring that up because yeah. you're like oh we need to help and like bitch we're not even helping ourselves yeah, like yeah. Jesus Christ well, the United States of America is a corporation before it's a country, so there's only so much. We don't have to get into all that. Yeah, no. So, but so the objective truths 
Um, Let's try to tie those into like relationships because this is supposed to be about relationships. And I did say that I didn't want to micromanage, but I also and I said, "Oh, we'll see." I also didn't didn't want us to go completely left or right field. You know, we're we're trying to stay. It's a big field. It is a big field. Let's reel it in here. Don't need to get like super relationships. I just want to apply these truths to relationships. Each person has their truths, and whether you're a person that believes in absolute truths or that truths matter in general is going to contribute to a relationship or not. Like, for example, this is going to sound super fucked up, but whatever. I love my mom and my dad. I do. I don't really always That's understand. That's so fucked up. I'm going to get there. I always, I don't always understand my dad, but my dad and I are the people that like, can have a conversation about anything, or we can sit in the car like alone and not talk and just like have peace and That's listen cool, to man. music. And my mom, my mom and I can either like, talk for a minute for and then wait a few days or like have three hour long conversations on the phone, you know, about like almost anything. And my biological sister and my biological brother are assholes. Mm-hmm. And they are just didn't remember me, didn't want to bond with me, just not good, genuine, honest people. And my three stepbrothers that I was adopted with that are you know my brothers are not people I'd willingly be friends with. My siblings are not people that I appreciate. And I have told my mother this a lot. I if I did not if I had a choice to just meet these types of people, these people out in the world, I wouldn't be friends with them. Because they're nasty people. They're self-indulged people that want to create their own type of haven and feel like they have no accountability with the rest of the world. That what they do doesn't matter because you just shouldn't pay attention. You just shouldn't care. We should just do our life the way we want to do our life. I'm sorry, what the fuck? You know? And that's fine. A lot of people do that. But I'm not the person that's, I'm going to love you from afar. You know? I, I don't have to like you or appreciate you to love you and wish you the best and watch you from afar. You know? You're just not safe for me. You're not a safe person for a deep feeling person, you know? And so that's one of my truths. One of the things about judgment or self selfishness that keeps me safe is if someone says I'm on a high horse, then by God, I'll be on that high horse. Because <laughs> there is no way in heaven or hell that I'm giving off the horse to get with you and fight on the ground. That's not happening. I didn't ask to do that. I don't want to be a part of it. So if I'm in any position that seems like you think that I think that I'm better than you, go ahead. You think that. You think that all damn day. Do I think that? No. But it's not not my job. It's not I am not accountable of what you think of me. I'm accountable of the perception of the energy that I give into the world. I can't make you think. That would take so much energy and persuasion tactics that are unnecessary. That would just be like way too much work. I'm accountable of being me, you know? And there's too many. So I'm not judgmental in the way that I I try to put people in boxes to limit them. I categorize people because I have met so many different people. That's different. I'll explain it. So different. There's a lot of different people. If I put people in a box, I limit them. I tap them out. I tell them, this is as far as you're going to grow. But when you meet a lot of people, you start to see that a lot of people are the same. 
So I have this category of people, and I have this category of people, and I have this category of people, and I have this category of people. I accept all of them. I don't fraternize with them. I don't try to tell them how to live their life. I don't try to impose my opinions or my truths onto them. I don't care. If it was a box, I'd have to micromanage them and make sure they don't get out of the box. It'd be like so much work, you know? I tell them what they should do and what they shouldn't do. Categorizing is just identifying that there is a certain type of personalities. And most personalities do better together. That's why you can walk into a whole restaurant and the whole wait staff or the whole grocery store of people are like dead inside. Or they're just toxic and they're dramatic. And it's why like a lot of places of employment, some of them don't have good people because they just suck as a unit. And if you're just that type of person, more power to you. You know, I can't do that, but obviously you can, and that works for you. It's like all the people that obsess over money and, and, and finances and, and, and making a billion dollars and never having to work another day in life. I am a person that I am building a career that I will be excited to work. And when I get to an age where I feel like I have enough experience, I will go be a professor of that. I will work the rest of my days teaching and doing bigger, better things because that's not work to me. Do what you love and never work. Do what you love and never work a day in your life. So the people who are obsessed about this notion of retiring or they don't have another choice and they just have to do these things and you you should know better and you should just do better and you should you should just figure out your finances and, and just be rich and pay me to teach you how to be rich. I don't I don't care. Because that's that's not identified with with a truth that I find so much bigger of, of humanity and expressionism and and we shouldn't even have that as an option. We should live in a society where people are able to be people and skills and trades are beneficial to that society. Why do we have trade schools if that's not something that is even beneficial? Why do we have institutions and institutions are more like prisons than they are more helpful to those actual people? Yeah. And it's because we have so many other bigger problems to deal with. So they're just symptoms of problems. They're not solutions. They're just symptoms. So tie this into relationships. I don't get along with a lot of people, and I have a lot of anxiety a lot of the time that I have to overcome when dealing with relationships, because there are a lot of different types of people that make me very sad, because I don't understand why anyone would choose to be that way. If you've done anything, any kind of trauma healing, or any kind of overcoming of obstacles, any kind of self-actualization and, and mastery and, and self-awareness, that's not something that you're drawn to. It, it feels very dark and not in like a pure way and, and in just a very box trapped way. You can't be you because those person, people are so entrapped in, in, in a reality that shouldn't be a reality. So you can't talk to them about it. You can't, you can't suggest different things. You can't have open-minded conversations because they've already decided what they want in a life. They've already decided what they're going to do for the rest of the years and what's important to them, and that's fine. So when it comes to intimate relationships, it makes it harder. When it comes to friendships or interpersonal relationships or business relationships, it's a little bit easier because you can accept someone and, and compliment their life and not, you know, need to connect with them, you know? Yeah. There's more water behind you. That one's not even open. Oh, sweet. Yeah. We didn't even really go over about healing about love. Do you want to do that? Healing the loss of love? Yeah.
Um, well, we got your side. I think. Do we? Do you feel complete and everything? No, I don't even feel like everybody's talking about it. But well, where'd you go with it then? I opened the floor to you. To... I don't remember. Righteous. Well, I'll, I'll give my side of things. Um, this isn't anything for you to agree with. Can you just pass me another ball, please? Yeah, this is just a. Uh, you need to pick more of it. No, I didn't realize it was like falling. I didn't. I was like trying to just play with it, and I didn't realize it was like falling apart. I had this thing for a hot minute, though. Yeah. So my take on healing from from lost love um, is that uh, you can't. You can't heal from lost love. No, 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 no. Is that you can't lose love? Uh, Again, this isn't anything for anyone to agree with. This is simply... I'm just trying to have a conversation with you. No, no, no. I'm not trying to have a conversation right now. I'm trying to give my testimony <laughs> of, uh, right. of how, how do I perceive people healing from lost love. It's, uh, it's a matter of like, well, I say simply realize it's, you know, it is simple, but it's, uh, it's not easy. Oh, never easy. To realize that you can't lose love. It's what you are. It's whatever, like, it's... You know, it's what's all around you. What what you're calling love is really just a uh, uh, a heightened sense of energy. Yeah. And that heightened and that energy abounds all around you all the time. Um, and your access to that energy is is only up to your openness and your willingness to be open, your curiosity, your interest to be open, and how often you suggest. To yourself and instruct yourself to be open. So, but but let's make let's take it home. Let's make it real. We're talking about okay, I'm in a I'm in a romance with someone and they leave me, or or they die. You know, you got, Jesus. A, you, got you got a parent. You know, who gets killed in a car crash or killed by cancer. You know, and then you feel as though you have lost a love. You feel a loss in your life. Yeah. I once knew this lady, her husband. I died. love that, what you just did. That <laughs> felt much more, uh, you know, friendly. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, you're, yeah, don't mention it. Um, so, she had three kids, and her husband just up and died. And she was so distraught. Oh, yeah, you get fucked up by that. That she left her kids and just chucked herself into... Like a, a short-term care facility because she just she just didn't know what to do. And handle it, yeah. And and so I'm so glad. That's like super freaking scary. I'm so glad you you shared that story because that gives me the opportunity to distinguish love versus attachment or love versus dependency. Yeah. Can love uh, dependent. Yeah. No. Uh, so so in that kind of case, you know. You lose someone out of your life, either through death or, or other means, and you fucking spiral out because you you have this story in your head that, like, you've lost love. Well, no, you didn't. What you lost was... Uh, uh, you lost an expectation. Um, you lost a source of your stability, and, and so that's kind of your responsibility for, you don't think it's possible, like heartbreak syndrome. You don't think it's possible to just upload someone that you just 
reasoning, complex uh, um, language. Um, so we can be with the tools to reflect on these kinds of things a lot more than you know, your, your typical Dumbo. Um, he was cute. Dumbo was cute. I still haven't seen that live action. I, want to see that. I don't know that I want to see that I live action. I definitely want to see it. Let's stick with the point. Ah! Um, thanks, babe. That, uh, it's your responsibility, whether you're aware of it or not, how much, um, how much authority you give to someone else, how, how much of your own personal power that, that you delegate to other people yeah. for being responsible for your own stability. Facts. Because, yeah, those people could die at any moment. But they could change their mind about how they feel about you at any moment. And then where where does that leave you? It leaves you up the creek without a paddle. And, and what are you going to do then? You know, you're going to flail and wail and, and blame and, and resent. And who gives a fuck? Yeah. You know? Only you. Yeah. And so that's why, back to my other statement, I like to get out in front of the train. I mean, you know, I, I like to go out ahead and assume 100% responsibility for my for my life, for my actions, for my behavior, for my feelings, for but my beliefs. But then do you, like, cut it off entirely? What do you mean? Like, if someone... I'm not, I might answer your question here in a second okay. as I finish this. Um, so, yeah, I, I get out ahead of all that. I assume full responsibility for my shit. And so that... If at any point you leave me, or you die, I mean, yeah, I'm going to feel that pain. Like, that's not a fun thing. But I'm anything other than going to spiral out of control. Yeah. Because you were never responsible for me on that level. Right. You know? It's like, think of, think of some, some I, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to, don't confuse me. I'm not equating humans to, you know, uh, Items, but 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 emotionally, you know, it can be very similar. Some humans identify as items. Though. Some people do, and you know, kink culture, whatever, full respect, whatever works for you. Um, but but emotionally, you know, it can be very similar. So, you know, when you're a kid and you have some special toy or stuffed animal or something. Oh yeah. And the dog chews it up. Or it, lost, or it gets lost on a vacation. Yeah, like, you're fucking tortured. Like, that sucks. That thing's gone. Forever. But... Kids have more of an open love. Yeah. But objectively, yeah. you're fine. Like, your body's safe. Yeah. You know, your body has not incurred any harm, any damage. You know... Depending on how much you dwell on that or how much you've been conditioned. That's what the killer is. The dwelling? Yeah. For sure. And, and my, so my teacher distinguishes this as pain versus suffering. 
says, pain is one of the great 20 teachers in life. Yeah. We're talking from the indigenous American traditions of the great 20 teachers, of which pain is one of. Pain is there, it's always going to teach you, it's something to keep, like, to help you. Uh, you know, when, when, when the kid sets his arm on the stove, the pain isn't there, like, for any malicious purpose. The pain is there to let him know, hey, get your arm off this thing bef know. before your body incurs any further damage. Uh, you know, or, or, so, yeah, that point, I like things made. Suffering would be to keep your arm there. Yeah. Like, oh, this hurts. I'm going to keep enduring this hurt. That's a choice. Yeah. Suffering is a choice. Yeah. And, and a lot of uh, a lot of people don't think of suffering as a choice because they don't they, they have not been exposed to the other options. They don't have it in in their awareness that oh I don't I, I have the option to move my hand. Oh yeah. This. I have the option to pick something else to think about other than this this thing that's really eating away at me. Which is also um, affiliated with different levels of trauma, depending on, you know, which is also coincided to how healthy you are depends on how much how healthy of a love you're going to have. If you're still caught up in your trauma, you're going to represent that. If you seek out an attachment that's not going to be good for you, it's going to be a representation of that trauma. So. Yeah. Also, if you're just one of those people that's dealt with a lot of trauma and you're used to that trauma, you have to remind yourself, or you have to learn, because it is a behavior that's been shown to you, you have to learn that that trauma isn't something that should be normal. Yeah, but how do you learn that? You've got, you, 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 you have, first. well, also, but before you can even unlearn, you know, you have to seek out other options. You, to have, know to, that that's you have to be open. Yeah. You have to suggest to yourself, you, and but to even get there, how do you, how do you how do you get there? Well, there, there's one of my that's favorite what, songs. That's what you said earlier when you just before I got crazy because I just get crazy sometimes. Sorry. You just get tired of feeling like that, and yeah. you don't understand why it's even happening anymore. One of my favorite songs. Um, it, it says before it's ever going to get it, before it's ever going to get any better it's got to get worse for a day and one of the things that speaks to me is like you know how do you get to the point of like, everything I've been asking how do you get to the point of, of seeking out an option or being driven to do that or, or being driven to, to make a change for yourself now so I'm not saying fix yourself I'm not saying make yourself better I'm just talking about changing something. Well, things have got to get so bad that you're finally fed up with it. And if you're a really stubborn kind of person who just needs things to get extraordinarily bad, okay, like, that's fine. That's fine. That's There's what an easier way to do it. That's what you need. You know, you you you've got your nails dug so deeply into this that you need to have you know your fingers ripped out yeah. before you're going to decide. Okay. I'm done with this. I've had enough. I'm tired. I'm ready for a change. Yeah. You know, other people at the very earliest sight of, you know, their arm might not even get to the stove. Their arm might get close and feel warm and, and know, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. Change. Um, and, and, and neither one of those people are right. Neither one of those people are wrong. That's just where people are at. And it's really healthy 
to to take the time to learn and reflect on where are you, to figure out where are you in this whole life process, so that you know and you can factor into the process, you know, like how much do you need before change can happen? When I decided that I didn't want to do the relationships is because the last one it did get so bad that I didn't even know how it got this bad. And when I would, um, I think one time I just, I did a therapy session because I just, sometimes it's like reading a book. You just need a little extra help, you know, and that's not something to be ashamed of. And the, and the therapist asked me, and they said, how did you keep getting in each of these positions where things just got incredibly worse and worse and worse? What, what led you to those inclinations? And I was like, well, I didn't, um, first of all, that is not like a conscious decision I made because it's not something that I thought was going to happen. It wasn't something, I don't go into something preparing that it's just going to be the absolute worst thing that's ever happened to me when I've already been through a number of worse things. But then you just get to the point where you realize that it, this is a type of behavioral pattern that you just realize just keeps happening. Sometimes we stub our toe on things and it's not like we mean to stub our toe or I, I, I hit a wall. I was like super freaking tired. So tired, and I was just so go, 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 and I just rammed my shin into the wall. I don't even know. And I, like, cut it, and it bruised. And as I looked at it, and I washed, I knew that it was going to heal. It hurt really, really, really bad, but I knew it was going to heal, and I knew that as long as I took care of it, I was honest with it, and I just didn't disregard the pain, it was going to heal. And that's sometimes how we just have to approach the situations. No one ever goes into anything thinking it's going to not work or it's not, it's, it's not going to get better. Well, I would like to tie that sentiment back into what I was just saying about, you know, figuring out, taking the time to figure out where you are. Yeah. Because in my way of seeing things, we're going to recreate those painful, we're going to keep these old memories replaying yeah. and we're going to continue to recreate these shitty situations for ourselves when we don't pause in that moment like when so, we can't so, see them well there's a thing like if so if it's happened once my encouragement to people would be before you do anything else clear the situation from your psyche and from your emotions i'm not saying suppress it i'm not saying forget about it i'm saying what i mean by clear it deal with it but, but how do you deal with it well for me I like to sit with that feeling and acknowledge it and say, hey, I, I forgive myself for feeling bad about this. And, and again, this is all like you, you might not experience the relief in the moment. And it's not like it's possible, but this isn't intended for immediate relief. This is intended for unconscious suggestions. Yes. This is it. This is for the purpose of giving messages to your unconscious mind that it's going to marinate on and mull over and then reflect back into your conscious thinking as time unravels. So, training those negative thoughts. And this is conditioning. 
you know? Oh, that's a difference. No, no that's what, this is what conditioning is. Okay, so I don't know if you're aware of this, but there is a negative connotation to conditioning that tells children in certain positions in certain places, which I guess was my misunderstanding and my perspective that was not understanding other situation, that we need to be conditioned because of the way that we are is not okay. And for a yeah. lot of the Young adults, yeah. that is still the I'm thing. talking about. Like, yeah. Like, so, Christian culture. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so conditioning is, not, is like not a, a negative or a positive or thing. It's a thing. Yeah. It can be, you know, a knife can be used to cut an onion or it can be used to stab Kill someone, yeah. You know, it's all about the okay, user. <laughs> Man. Just, just kidding. <laughs> um, I need to go. <laughs> um, so... So yeah, you can you can pause yourself there and sit with those feelings in the real time as they're happening, other than ignoring them, other than needing to manipulate them or change things or, or run away from the pain or, or whatever the experience was that just happened. You sit with it. You you allow yourself the freedom to really feel into that. And there's no time limit. There's no time limit on how long. Oh, we like to do it fast, fun, and easy. Right, but we like to do other than reality, tell. That's that's never going to happen. Speak for yourself. Right? I mean, if not, you get better at it, yeah, it's not sure. with that attitude for sure. <laughs> but like, if I just for a moment, if I could tie in, when you that whole back to the whole like deserving love, didn't deserve it, I feel like an idiot. You know those kinds of notions. When you lose a, a love or you experience a loss of love or anything that you had um, an emotional bond with and in a pretty healthy way, it doesn't really matter. There is a common notion that you're, I feel like an idiot when I do things that I know that I should not do. And so like right there, that's something we can pause we can right now <laughs> and forgive ourselves. For, because, oh, for, for needing to oh, feel yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, okay, but here's the thing. I don't consider that a negative notion. I'm not calling it negative or no, positive. No, okay, 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 but let me just explain this, okay? I feel like an idiot because I ignored the signs that were there and chose to engage in something that maybe if I would have just spent a little more time yeah. evaluating the situation then I would not have put myself there. I know I'm not an idiot. So even though I feel I didn't say this for being way, an idiot. I, I said yeah. for giving myself so for, for feeling, feeling the like need. For, for needing to feel like an idiot. Why is that a bad thing? I didn't say what it was. It's just I like, don't need to. If, uh, yeah, if you okay, want to move so, on from it, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're no, fine like, with that and you like yeah, that experience, I mean, by all means. But if you so don't like that experience. There is a difference, and I just want to touch on this for a second, because I know that there is this notion. Yeah, roll your eyes in the back of your head for me. So, some people need that, and that's fair. Need what? To forgive themselves for some kind of thought that is not conducive towards who they are. Mine. I think we're getting really derailed from where I was originally talking. No, about. I know, but I'm just like talking about this for a second because it plays into the fact of healing on from the loss of love. Okay. I have a different notion when it comes to healing from things, a very tough love kind of agreement with myself. And I know that the easiest way for me to be aware that I have done an error is I feel shame. I feel used, I feel disrespected, I feel malnourished, and I feel abused. And you 
I think that, like, out of about, yeah, 22 consistent years of enough experience to know to never put myself in any kind of situation like that ever again. So if I ever did do that unwillingly or willingly unconsciously, it's because I didn't listen to something that I should have listened to. So I feel like an idiot because I know better than what I did. I forgive myself for the action that I did, but the phrase, I feel like an idiot, is because I did something dumb. And I did something that just was unnecessary, but I grew from it. And I love myself more because of it. So whether it is something that you feel the need to forgive, Sometimes it's just about forgive us for the things that we didn't know. Forgive us of the things that we forgot that we did know. And thank you for the reminder of who we are. Cool. Second stage of healing. Um... No, I'm still, I'm still not even on the first one. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Go on with it, bruh. Yeah, so... Where even was I? This is just a good show. (laughs) I don't even know why you have me here. (laughs) I wanted a conversation, but it all just felt like sticky wall ball or like tug of war for a second in different parts. But that's why I like you. Because we both, like care and we both like come from a different different realm but we can man in the middle so wow that was bad <laughs> cool we can meet in the getting middle over, getting over the pain yeah let me finish you asked yeah. me a question yeah, all right. you have a lot of things that i can learn from not that you can teach me but there are a lot of things that you do <laughs> That infuriate me because I don't understand them. There's a lot of things about me that bring up issues for you. But you're also able to communicate with them. And that's something that not a lot of people can do. You can try to have a conversation with someone about why it is that they do the things that they do. And they don't have a lot of answers for you most of the time. They have a lot of, well, people do this, and this makes sense, and, and you should look, blah, 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 and you're like, bro, I'm just asking you, if you could just, like, help me to understand what is going through your brain, that would be super beneficial for me to understand how to react to this situation that I feel so mm-hmm. frustrated about, you know? And you are one of those people that are competent and self-aware and honest enough Sweet. <laughs> that if I just am like, what the fuck? You're like, yeah, I get it, but see, blank, blank, blank. And I could be like, okay, see, like, that makes sense, you know? So it's... it's I just have to say it 30 times before you actually hear it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like three times. I'm getting better, okay? It's also about just learning people and accepting you. It's also about me letting you in. I don't just let people in. I have to trust that... open your heart, man. My heart is reserved for primary souls. <laughs> Thanks. Well, how's that working out for you? 
I'm just kidding. My uh, heart is open to a lot of love and a lot of people. Good. It is only in good. intimate relationships that it is reserved. Because it doesn't need to be open intimately to a lot of people. That's where you and I differ. Uh, we, we got a lot of difference there. Cause, uh, man, that's a whole can of worms. There's a reason. There are reasons behind it. Well, I was at, like, the things, the, the, the phrasing you just used doesn't even, like, fit into my worldview, like... Uh, and that's fine. Yeah, so it's like... It's, it's, yeah. Like, the whole, like, you know, meow thing. Like, there's just a lot of things that, like, I just could never I even begin to comprehend. Like, when I, when I talk about, like, intimacy and being open-hearted, yeah. those are, like... Those are not... Mine is like a game I'm not system. About the science, right? like, like, the more you are things. unlocking levels into my world... Actually, that's a really funny thing keys, you mentioned because, you know, yeah, that, that's what's going on. A, a lot of, like, our society at large has equated affection with open-heartedness. It's it's equated romance Is with intimacy. Huh? Aren't those not correlated? They're sure as fuck not for me. Well, they are for me. They're not not correlated for me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Those I can not, those understand the, the difference in someone just being like, nice to me, you know? Like, I'm not just going to flash my boobs wherever, you know, who's it and what's it that is just nice to me, you know? But, like, if I am... May, may I? Yeah, sure, cool. whatever, fuck it. So... I'm not talking. If I'm I... Not. If I kiss my friends on the mouth... That's an interesting... Yeah, that's... Uh, to me, that's intimacy. Yeah. But that's not open-heartedness. Why would you kiss your friends on the mouth and it not be open-heartedness? But it would be intimacy. It, it can be. And like, let me say, they can overlap. Yeah. But that doesn't equal... See, I wouldn't fuck my friends. I might. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yes, I can't. I don't possess the open-hearted intimacy level. But see, that's that. what I'm saying. Being open-hearted yeah. doesn't equal intimacy, That's and vice true. versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, just because there's intimacy there doesn't necessarily mean that open-heartedness is happening. Just because there's uh, actually, l- let me let me rephrase that because at, at what I meant to say is just because there's affection there doesn't mean that there's open-heartedness. Affection could be happening from someone who's very close-hearted and just needing this like temporary release. Temporary relief of something, you know, like popping your popping your neck, you know, or popping your knuckles. You know, that's that's we all. I like to think most of us know that's really bad for you, actually. (laughs) But we do it anyway because it feels good. If you know how to do it, it can be a benefit. If you have a professional do it, or you are a professional, then yeah. But otherwise, you're actually like doing harm to your body. But it feels good, and so that's what I'm saying. Like affection could happen, sans. Open-heartedness, um, and there could be someone who's completely open-hearted and not interested or not compelled to have any kind of affection there. So one does not equal the other. Whew. Um, I also think that has to do with like our inner child, you know. Oh, let's let's table that. He's <laughs> like, it's like that's too much. I can't even finish point one. Yeah, we need to go nice. through the healing things and then be done. Yeah, because we've. I wanted, this was supposed to, so these are, this is not an accurate representation of how I do podcasts. Um, I, I'm very, like, 
structured and, and you know, linear and, and, and metaphysical at the same time. But whenever I come and on I, the and show, I get a lot of, throw I get a lot out of, the window. Yeah, <laughs> because, like, that is, I, the, the other one was, like, an hour and a half long, and I had to, like, curbside that one, and this one was going to be, like, yeah, oh Jesus! Yeah, like I just like well, I just you get into this I just got the quickly. like the imagery of like that woman coming across the line and she's like five minutes to go. You know, like yeah. <laughs> okay. So how does one how does one heal uh, and and progress through the perception of lost love? I mean, if that's really where your mind's at, we got. It's almost like we got to talk at this with a completely different language than what I would normally use. Leave some comments. Uh, yeah, leave some comments, and we can have a conversation. Hit me in the DMs. Um, because, <laughs> because yeah, if, if you really feel like you lost some love, you've oh, got yeah. you've got some serious self self discovery to to happen. Like you've really got some soul searching to do. There's a difference in trying to overcome. A, lo- a love loss, like breakups. Actually, wait, 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 wait. Breakups are hard, we, man. We, we were on. Actually, I think we had gotten to a good point of pain versus suffering. Yes, we already. Okay, did that. so pain's gonna happen. Uh, rat, like to to avoid suffering, don't avoid the pain. Yeah. You know, acknowledge the pain. Like, make whatever adjustments you need to for it to stop hurting, but don't ignore the pain. Don't know don't, the pain. Don't either. forget about the pain. Yeah, don't run to drugs. Like if, if you're into drugs and alcohol and stuff, like that's fine, no judgment. I strongly encourage do not it. to do that though. Well, no, I'm not even saying that. I am. Those are her words. My <laughs> my words are Don't self-medicate. Do your healing sober. Yes. Then get back to your whatever. Yeah. Because uh yeah, because you, you want to be, in my experience at least, you want to be as clear-minded, as level-headed as you can to really sit and be honest and transparent with yourself about the experiences you're having. Yeah. Uh, because there is some really rich reflection and insight and learning to be had in those things. You want to store those positive learnings yeah. from those experiences. You want to be able to preserve the pleasures that you had from that experience going in. Yeah. So then, I, then you can forgive yourself. For your attachment to to whatever the thing was, yeah, you know, like you said, you don't have to forgive yourself for having done whatever it is you do. The feeling, yeah, you know, like if if you feel totally justified in whatever it was you did, but you can forgive yourself for your emotional attachment to what happened. Yes. So that you know you can. If you feel the need to, if you don't, then yeah. If you want to wallow and suffer, please go right ahead. <laughs> We're not telling you what to do. I'm just explaining We're just giving options. You a different option. Yeah, <laughs> and so you can sit with that situation, sit with the emotions that you had, sit with the feelings that you had, and allow it to be. Forgive it. Forgive your attachment to that. No, like I don't have. You know, I can allow this thing to be. I don't have to forget about it. I don't have to manipulate it or making make it something different than it was, or try to fix it. You can just let it be, and I can relinquish, I can surrender over, I can open my heart, I can surrender over my attachment to needing to feel any particular way about this. Uh, that might all sound very nice and, and fluffy. And, it's not easy. Uh, you know, 
if you got a specific situation you want to come get some clarity, if that, if that didn't totally make sense or give you anything practical to do about it, I'm, I'm super into talking about this kinds of stuff and talking because I know every situation has its nuances. Yeah. I get it. And, and so, each person has their different level of attachment and caring. Yeah, so know? I love talking about these things with people. If you want to hit me up. I'll have so, him tag me so you can also reach out to me. If I don't think you can tag to. things in in the live videos. But no, you can at the when you like post it, you can. I didn't even know I posted. It's just it posted, we'll look at this afterwards. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, because the thing is not going to change. What's going to change is your relationship to the thing. The acceptance. And and the more you try to suppress it, shove it under the water, shove it in the closet, or forget that it happened. The more you're burying, like, like that's when you get these old memories repeating. That's when you, that's when you get to recreating these situations for yourself with different people. And you keep wondering, you know, the eighth time you're like, man, why do I keep running back? Why do people keep ghosting me? Yeah. Why do people, uh, you know, keep betraying me or lying to me? Because you never, you never really allowed yourself the chance to sit with that when it happened the first time, or the third time, or the fourth time, and and you just suppressed it and tried to forget that it ever happened. Meanwhile, it's deep, buried deep down in there in your psyche. Your unconscious mind never forgot about it. Yeah. Your conscious thinking might have forgotten about it, but your unconscious, which runs the majority of your life, did not forget. And you never took the time to like give that the peace and the acknowledgement and the respect that that situation you know called for. And so it's going to keep replaying out until you do. But there is a difference. There is there is that. But sometimes there are just reminders. If that is a reflection of what's happening, that also does not mean it's a reflection of you. So understanding that honesty and understanding that work that needs to be done is also understanding the difference in those situations and that things can happen around us that are not a part of us. Okay. Is there another of the 20 teachings? What we can it? heal what? What is? We can heal internally and we can learn there's a difference. That's not one of the 20 teachings. So this is a class that we literally did. In They're the all one word. What's the what? one word there? Oh, the 20 teachers are okay, all Okay, maybe it's not that then. Yeah. It's one of the teachings. So, in the consciousness class, this is one class yeah. that we went over. There is, and it's based on Rumi and a few other ones, Um, that sometimes there are reflections outside of us that are our reflection of inside of us. And sometimes the reflections that are happening around us are not affiliated within us. Mm -hmm. So there is a clear difference between identifying with what's happening. Yeah, that's all of what you're identifying with. Yeah. So if and you're seeing this reflection and, and you're taking on its identity. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all a matter of what you choose to identify yeah. with. Yes, but I do know that in the preliminary stages of healing, when one is more vulnerable, they can accidentally think that this is a reflection of them when it's not necessarily. It can just be what's happening in the world. It doesn't right? matter what they're choosing to identify with. What I'm talking about is when you get 
yourself into an experience of repeated situations. Yes, but when you start to heal, when you become aware of those patterns, and you start to step into a new, you have to understand that in these baby steps there will be trials and errors and sometimes when you feel like something is about you it's not about you it's just a reflection of the state of the world that's fine i'm, I'm talking about you know when i simply just... said that for the beginners out there okay yeah well that's that's a separate issue than what i'm talking about is that uh yeah if you've got yourself in repeated situations that's an indication that you have not taken the time to acknowledge and clear out, i.e. heal, in a, the issue in the first place. Yes, that's true. That's all I'm saying. After acceptance, after we get to acceptance, after you deal with denial, and then rage, and bartering, and fear, we hit acceptance. Each person will be in each of these stages for an, an unknown amount of time specific to that person. But once you hit acceptance... It can be done fast for easily. Once you hit acceptance, it is now your responsibility to ensure that you hold yourself accountable of this lesson. If you truly want to move on from something like pain and suffering, you have to choose to do better. You have to choose to take what you have learned and apply it to your life because that is the real application of healing. It is not always an easy thing to overcome, but once we do, just like how storms can go on for days. We know that the storm is eventually going to end and the sun is going to shine again through the clouds and the rain is going to be soaked up and blah, 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 photosynthesis, yada, yada, yada. Change is going to happen. Change is going to happen. And sometimes people, the only thing that really restricts them once they get through everything else is the fear of the unknown. What if I'll never be loved again? What if this is what if this is just what's supposed to happen? What if I'm not worthy of love? What if what if what if what if what if? And I always tell people, what if doesn't matter? Preconceiving negative unknown notions, you're better than that. Don't ever feel like a fear tactic is something that you have to entertain. Because it's not. Fear is a liar. And welcoming it into your world, even on the smallest scale, can create a lot of havoc that doesn't need to be there. So don't ever feel like you've been through so much pain that you can't overcome it. Or you've dealt with enough suffering that you're never going to want to deal with it again. Too bad. It happens. It's a part of life. It's a part of the human experience. But we're all in this together. And we're all here to love one another. Yeah, the main thing for me is that you don't have to dwell with it. You don't have to suffer. Uh, you know, you, you have the option 
to gather what you needed to learn from that pain in the moment. Uh, you know, in, in a fast, fun, easy way. You know, if, if not instantaneously, at least you know rapidly and and with ease and, and humor. Um, you know. Don't mask it, though. Yeah. Yep. I think so. Anything else you want to ask or talk about? No. I think that's good. Gang gang. Gang gang. Thank you for joining us in this space. And thank you for taking the time to watch or listen to this episode. This very special episode with my friend Nemo. And I hope it spoke to you. And I hope you got something out of it. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's why we do what we do. Out of love. And out of the name of love and the intention of love and the energy of love. So I hope that this podcast found you well. And I hope that it made an impression on you. Thank you for joining us, and as always, you deserve every good thing that you could possibly ever know.